For streaming, creating, gaming, and more, power your passions for less during Dell's exceptional cyber savings event. Enjoy up to $400 off stunning laptops like the XPS, along with high-performance desktops and next-level Alienware systems, redefining what's possible with 10th-gen Intel Core processors. Shop special prices on top-brand electronics and accessories, plus enjoy free shipping on everything. Don't forget to ask for Intel when you call 1-800-BUY-DELL. That's 1-800-BUY-DELL. Hello, it is Thursday, October 10th, 2019, and we have a heater for you. The interview heard round the world. 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 Richard Sherman, you're going to want to hear this because Dapgate was a real thing. The world was ablaze on whether or not Baker Mayfield shook Richard Sherman's hand. Then video came out. Then Richard Sherman was called a liar. Then Richard Sherman said, you don't see the difference? And then I tweeted him, said, why don't you come on the show? He said, you got it. <laughs> he did that 18 minutes of magic with Richard Sherman. Everything all right, Ty? Ty's back there fidgeting with buttons. He's upset. But today is a magical <laughs> one. And today, just like every other podcast, is presented by our presenting sponsor, SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the greatest ticket-buying platform on planet Earth and the, the moon. moon. Because SeatGeek scans all the other ticket-buying platforms to make sure you're getting the best value for the tickets. The best tickets available for the best prices available are available for you from the best ticket-buying platform, that's SeatGeek. If you want to go see some sports, go SeatGeek. We went to a Yankees game last week thanks to SeatGeek, and we have the incredible story later in the show whenever Matt Hasselbeck co-hosts about Evan Foxy getting... <laughs> Bodied. You're going to want to hear it? Come on, Zeke. You want to go to a concert? SeatGeek. You want to go to a play? SeatGeek. You want to do any live event? SeatGeek. You're alive, but are you living? Go live and experience something live with our friends at SeatGeek. And right now, use promo code PAT. Get $10 off your first order. Promo code McAfee. $20 off your first order. SeatGeek's the greatest. Mm -hmm. You'll find that out whenever you decide to shop with them for your next live event. With that being said, speaking of live, this shit was live. Get to the convo with the guy who's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get right to it. It swept the nation yesterday. It was controversy like no other controversy in the NFL world. The undefeated San Francisco 49ers beat the hell out of the Cleveland Browns on Monday Night Football. After the game, this man, who is a four-time All-Pro, a Super Bowl champ, a future Hall of Famer, a man who is polarizing no matter where you are, no matter what he says, will cause a fire storm and that did not stop he mentioned that baker mayfield disrespected him at the coin toss with the handshake thing which turned and spun into an entire firestorm joining us right now corner for the san francisco 49ers had a big pick on monday night used to be a seattle seahawk one of the founding members of the legion of boom richard sherman good morning good morning mr sherman how are you doing today nothing really to talk about in your life <laughs> Right, 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 right. Just a normal day, you know, heading to the office. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, um, and when I say this, I mean this. Everything you do is going to get talked about. I mean, that has started ever since you're in Seattle. You're an incredibly intelligent man who's a very good football player. Everything you do and say is going to get talked about. Do you agree? Uh, I would agree. Okay. Baker Mayfield is also a man that everything he does and says is going to get talked about. Do you agree? Uh, I wouldn't agree as much, but, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Okay, so whenever you two are brought together over a situation, the world basically exploded. And I would assume, and I'm going to get your take on it. I can't wait to hear your side. Your comments in your interview to Mike Silver was a comment that you thought was just a throwaway comment, wasn't going to be that big of a deal, and then it got blown up into this mass thing that it is. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, so Mike Silver, we didn't hear the entire interview. We only got to hear your answer. How did the answer of you talking about it being a disrespectful handshake and a bit of a, a disrespect to the league and Bush League thing, how did that come about in the conversation? Well, we're just talking in general, you know what I mean, and, and about uh, the guy and, and, you know, how he's approached the league and the, some of the things he's done. Um, and it was, it was more of a conversational than, than interview. Um, and it was, it, it, he had brought up uh, just, just how, how had I interacted with him throughout the game. And I, and I really hadn't. I really hadn't because when we walked up for captains, like, you, you know, I walk up, I, you know, shake up, you know, give a pat on the back to, to just about everybody. You know, it's kind of it's how, how I do it and, you know, how I see it. And as I'm walking up to him, you know what I mean, he's the next person in line. He's kind of just standing back with his hands down. And I'm like, you know, and it's happening. It's happening faster than you think it's happening. You know, it's football. Everything you all, you always think everything's happening slow mo. So, you know, he doesn't he doesn't take a step. He doesn't look to move up. So I put my hand out, you know, just out of courtesy, like, and he gives me a little 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 petty little you know slap on the hand, and I took it as disrespect because the way he was standing back, like he wasn't he wasn't walking up and approaching like everybody else. So I was like, okay, and I already felt some type of way at the beginning, you know. So it kind of reinforced what I what I felt. Um, so once we once we got done with that, you know, they they call it, and he just turns and runs off. I say, oh, okay, okay, this kind of day it's going to be. <laughs> All right, and that's a super long day for. Okay, so Richard, I ask you this: You've been a part of a lot of captains' coin tosses, as have I. Anytime one team has five and the other team has four, there's always going to be an odd man out in the handshake. He was in he was in the middle as the odd man out, and I think he kind of felt a little awkward there as the four of you or the eight of you were dapping each other up, and he was kind of caught in the middle there. So then he goes to you, you go to him, quick little dap up, keep it moving. Your words were, and it's interesting to me that you just thought it was a conversation. You didn't even know it was a real interview, and then all of a sudden things are just massively talked about in the side conversation. Is, is that accurate? You didn't even know it was going to be an interview. You had no idea this was going to be reported. Or did you know that you were talking to a guy that was probably going to report no, everyone? I, I know I'm talking to Mike Dilber. You know what I mean? I don't know it's going to be reported. I, I just, it wasn't, it wasn't like, he's like, hey, you know, what do you think of this? What do you, you know what I mean? In a, in a true interview type. Now, I know Mike reports the things, you know, I, who knows how big it's going to be. Um, but I mean, honestly, it's, it's really not a big deal to me. I, I could care less. It's, it's 31 to three win, um, and it's really a non-issue. We've got a whole other game to play. If you had to go back to that conversation with Mike Silver, would you have said the words differently knowing now how it all is blown out, knowing now that there was 700 cameras on everything that you and Baker do in your life, not just on the field, but in life as well? I mean, I, I may have phrased it differently, but I, I meant what I said. You know what I mean? I, I did feel, feel the disrespect. So – it wasn't. It wasn't like I was like, oh my god, you know what I mean? Yeah. I felt disrespect, and at the end of the day, that's that's all. That's all the the, the story was really. Because like, people 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 can say, oh my god, he shook your hand. Like what? Oh my god, you were wrong. You, you can say whatever you want. I don't give a damn. Like, 
That is that is what a lot of people are saying, by the way, Richard. A lot of people in by the way, my Twitter is always a very active place. As soon as you're uh, involved in my Twitter. I couldn't even fathom what your Twitter is on a daily basis. The amount of comments that were coming at you, people were saying, this guy's a pathological liar. This dude is now going back on his story. This dude tried to make Baker look bad after Baker already had a terrible game. All these things were just going at you. And I think it, the interesting part about it is you did not do any of this on purpose. It's just kind of something that spun out of the way it is. No, I, I didn't. That's why people were like, you made it such a big deal. I really didn't. I really didn't. I really... I didn't bring it up in a press conference. I didn't bring it up in no, you know, in no huge live interview. But we were talking in the conversation, and it, and, and it came up in the midst of a conversation about a, a number of things. Um, and and sure, it might have, like sometimes you remember things a little differently than it happened. And that's honestly, it still motivated me the same way. So so when I saw the replay, I was like, hmm, that's different than I remember it. <laughs> but but in in real time it hyped me up and got me ready for a ball game. And that's all I needed. You said in your first answer that you had preconceived notions going into that. You are a chip on the shoulder type of player. Were you looking for something potentially from Baker to set you off so that you could potentially have that chip on your shoulder and a little bit more swagger going into the game? I don't know if I was necessarily looking for it, but, but you're always happy to find it. You know what I mean? You're always, you're always like, Oh yeah, there it is. You know what I mean? It's football. It's, 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 it's a rah rah um, environment, so you find motivation where you where you can, and and if you can find it in a, in, in a coin toss handshake, then there you go. Okay, so I appreciate you joining us for this whole conversation. I mean, Dapgate was something that was talked about more than anything I've ever heard in my entire life yesterday. Let's pivot to the San Francisco 49ers, your football team. Not the Real Housewives drama stuff. You guys are undefeated. Kind of came out of nowhere in an incredible football team right now. Going into this, well, going into last season, everybody was talking about the 49ers. This year, nobody's talking about the 49ers. Is that a position you guys have relished and enjoyed, or do you wish more people were talking about the San Francisco 49ers? You know, it, you, you, you find yourself in the middle. You don't, you, don't, you don't mind not being talked about, honestly. You just hope that the players that are playing well and, and that deserve the respect that, they, that they've worked for get it. You know, you don't, you don't care if people are like, hey, my God, they're the best team, yada, yada, yada. You know, that, that, that doesn't bother you as much as guys like, like Bosa, like Defoe, like Quan Alexander, like Fred Warner, like um, Ronnie Blair, like Eric Armstead getting talked about, like Akello Witherspoon before he went out with his injury, getting talked about as they should, you know, in the, in the breath that they should. So, you know, you, as a team, you, you know, you can fly under the radar and that's fine, but it's like, if you fly under the radar too much and people don't give you the respect you deserve, guys don't get the, the accolades and the respect that they deserve at in the level they're playing with. And obviously, Nick got, got some respect this week as he as he should, as he deserved. He's a freaking beast. He's a monster. But our offensive line is playing incredibly well. Um, and they deserve a, credit, a lot of credit. I mean, they're averaging, I think, 200 yards a game rushing. And, and the way this league has been, you know, with the pass-happy um, offenses, for an offensive line to be running the ball 200 yards a game, I, I think it deserves a you know a round of applause and some respect. At, I agree completely. By the way, your team looked incredible. I knew nothing about the 49ers <laughs> this year until Monday Night Football. It was kind of a hello to a national audience, and it was a hell of a hello. Um, you tweeted something that is interesting because it is 
much more like the modern day athlete than the athletes of old, which I assume the athletes of old looked at the newspaper clippings and things a lot more than they let on. I mean, you always heard like, don't read anything. Don't read the clippings. A lot of people on the internet are like, well, why do the athletes care about what are people saying? You specifically pointed out pro football focus on a tweet. You said, hey, I had this game, this game, this game. They only gave me this. How sway. Hilarious tweet, by the way. <laughs> Incredible tweet. Um, I think... I think we live in an era now where you're kind of forced to hear what people are saying about you and you're forced to kind of see what people that are ranking people say about you. Is that something you use as motivation or is it just strictly of you think you're, you and other teammates deserve more credit than they're getting? I think you, you have to be conscious of it in this era, you know, because, um, you know, perception is sometimes reality and, and you, you, you could be playing an outstanding, incredible football and then um, – you you look at a you know quote unquote respected uh um site like that and, and the way they rank people et cetera et cetera and they have you ranked you know forty forty ninth in the league and and you're like wait you know what I mean I got I got six picks this year you know I haven't given up given up a touchdown and I'm ranked forty ninth people are just talking bad about you like ha ha you're it's like wait I'm playing I'm playing outstanding football some of my best football I've ever played you know so so I think you got to try to balance it. Um, you know that, but it's always cliche. Don't read the clippings. You know, it doesn't matter what people. You know, and we and we subscribe to the same thing because, um, you know, it goes. You know, you know the way it goes up and down. You know, people say great things about you, then people say terrible things about you. Um, so I think it's always a balancing act. A lot of people. I the thing that I hate is it was an incredible performance by the 49ers. Incredible mm-hmm. performance by your team, and the only thing that was talked about was your offhanded comment to a guy in a conversation that you had about the dap-up. Do you think we live in a world where the ancillary garbage means a lot more than what happens on the field, and do you like or hate that? I, I, I do think we live in a world where sensationalism is, is ridiculous. You know, there was apparently there was nothing exciting enough about the ball game for, for the main story to be a ball game. <laughs> but I think it's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating to the team, and it's disrespectful that – regardless of what happened off the field, unless somebody got, got punched or some violence or, you know what I mean, or somebody cheated or somebody did something crazy that really affected the game, then the main story should be the game, especially a performance like that. Robert Sala deserves a lot of credit. You know, um, the, Cle- the Cleveland Browns are playing really well. You know, when they beat the Ravens, it was like, oh, my God, they've turned the corner. It's, it's incredible. They're, do- they're doing an incredible job. They're about to get rolling. And then when we beat them like that, it's like, oh, that's not a great win. That's, that's, that's a nothing win. It, 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 you know, they're still struggling. It's like, well, you, go one way or the other. You know what I mean? It's like people will do anything not to give the team credit. Um, and I think Kyle Shanahan obviously deserves a ton of credit with, with the plays he's drawn up and the way he's, he's been able to manage this team. And, you know, we're down, we're down Joe, Joe Staley, who's been, you know, a stall, stalwart and a, and a foundational piece on that O-line for a really long time. And nobody has even noticed. Nobody has even started a conversation about school and how he's playing against Miles Garrett. So it is frustrating. Kyle Shanahan doesn't get a, a lot of credit. Everybody talks about Sean McVay. Everybody talks about all these young coaches. Kyle Shanahan is just an OG. He did a 32-point slide <laughs> presentation to get out of his contract in Cleveland. Then he goes down to Atlanta, takes that offense into something special, goes to a Super Bowl, makes one bad play call, some would argue, even he would argue, and that's all anybody remembers. They don't remember that the Atlanta Falcons offense is now terrible now that he's not there. He goes to the 49ers. Last year, loses his quarterback. Everybody's like, oh, no conversation about it. Now he's leading an un- 
undefeated team again. Can you talk about Kyle Shanahan as a coach, as a head coach, and why you think he's successful? Man, I, I mean, he's just a brilliant mind, and he's a person who's comfortable in his own skin. You know, if you if you came to one of our team meetings and, and just listened to him speak, you know, he's a guy that cares about nothing more than ball. You know, he, you know, obviously he cares about his family, his wife, his kids, but when he's talking football, it's, it's like he's his element. It's like a fish in water. Um, and he literally breaks down, usually on our Monday meetings, we're on Wednesday now, so um, we're not probably going to have that meeting very long. Um, but he breaks down every detail of what happened. You know, he breaks down, like, this is why we won because of these six plays. You know, this guy got this, this, this center pushed up on this linebacker, which made this two-yard gain, an uh, eight-yard gain, which got us the first down in, in the third quarter um, when we needed to run the clock out. Et cetera, et cetera. He's a guy that that understands both situational football and how to manipulate defenses to do what he wants. And for a guy to have have that that great of a feel, there there there's been times where he's told me, "I know you so well that I know how you're going to play a play, so I'll design my play around how you're going to play it mm. and how I know you're going to play it." And he'll do that for eleven guys. That's incredible. Uh, I think that's. Easy to see why he's had so much success when you're that detail-oriented. I know you got to go. you got to got work to do. Before we let you out of here and before you go handle your business, is there anything you'd like to say to Baker Mayfield, (laughs) who had to hear yesterday a lot of talk about his coin toss etiquette and his coin toss cooth? Is there anything you'd like to say? Like, hey, man, I apologize for the misquote there. I did see... On video, the dap up, although it was a bit petty. I apologize for everything that happened, or are we just moving forward? Oh, it's going to be a bit of both. You know, it's definitely my bad. You know, I, you know, I never want anybody to have to deal with some shit that I mean, Shoot. some stuff that they didn't yeah. that they didn't do. You know, and so you know the 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 questions that he's going to get and the annoying nonsense questions about um, some stuff that happened in a game that's already been done. You know, sure, he'll get an apology for that. Um, I'll probably reach out to him via via text or, or um, social media to, to actually get a hold of him and talk to him in person. I mean, on the phone. But um, but yeah, yeah, because that that sucks. But first off, that was a great name y'all came up with, like Dapgate. <laughs> <laughs> I was crying laughing. But yeah, yeah, he definitely deserves an apology, and that that's my bad on on that. Richard, I'll tell you what, bro. I think a lot of people listening to this had preconceived notions just like you did of Baker going into that coin toss of the human that you are. To show the humility right there to say, hey, my bad on that entire thing. Once I watched the film back, it was different than what I thought. I think a lot of people are going to have a lot more respect for you. They should at least. People make mistakes. They say things in conversations that they don't know are going to get blown out of proportion. Even a Hall of Famer, even a four-time All-Pro, even a Super Bowl champ, even one of the smartest guys in the NFL uh, has these types of situations. I think the world's going to appreciate that. And I appreciate you so much for joining us, Richard. Well, I, I appreciate you. You have me on. It's always a pleasure. Um, hopefully we can do this again. Hey, Sherm, good luck, man. I love that 49ers team. I'm a big fan of them. I just learned about you guys on Monday. I am all in. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, future Hall of Famer Thank from the undefeated San Francisco 49ers, Richard Sherman. Thank you, Richard. That conversation with Richard Sherman was magical. He came on the show and apologized. Literally before the show got started I said I think my only goal for this thing is to see if we can get Richard Sherman to apologize to Baker Mayfield Mm -hmm. everybody in the room said you got no fucking shot not a chance yep
That's literally what everybody thought. No way. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I think I can get him to apologize, though. I think he has seen the video. I think he has seen it. He has seen this thing spin out of control. I think I can get him to say at least, you know, hey, that's a fuck up by me. Everybody was like, you got no shot of getting Richard you're Richard Sherman. <laughs> you think you're going to get Richard Sherman to apologize? And I was like, I, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. And at the end there, whenever I asked him, that was literally my shot. I was like, okay, here we go. Let's see how it goes. And I gave him an out. I said, or are we just moving forward? Because that was his tweet, by the way. Yep. His tweet said, I'm past it. It's just a handshake. Let's move forward. I gave him an out. And I, I wish more people would give Richard Sherman credit for owning up to it publicly to a show that is syndicated worldwide, by the way. Mm-hmm. People might not know about us yet. But he did that in a very massively public way. If the numbers that we are being reported about the show are accurate, he did that in a massively public way. I think that should be appreciated. I think that should be respected. I think the fact that he owned up to it and said, hey, my bad. He needs to be, I should apologize to him. I'm going to reach out to him personally because I never want somebody to get caught in some shit that they didn't do. I think that's big of Richard Sherman. I'm thankful he came on. He surprised me because I thought he was just going to go, when you when you asked him that, are you going to apologize or just moving forward? I thought it was either going to be either moving forward or he wasn't going to apologize because he, he was going to say that he still felt disrespected. Which he did at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, I think, just heard the beginning of the conversation because we're putting out clips on the internet. And they're like, oh, he still feels disrespected. He still feels disrespected. Yeah, but Richard Sherman and I have never met. So that's our first time ever talking. So Richard Sherman is a man, I assume, he even said in there, big chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. He's gonna, it's going to take him a little bit to warm up. I think by the end of it, he knew that I wasn't there. We weren't there to try to catch him. We were literally there just to, hey, hey, we're all going to die at some point. Mm-hmm. We're all in the NFL brotherhood here. Let's just move on, bygones be bygones. You fucked up. Maybe you felt a certain way, which is understandable, but at least... Let's go ahead and do the right thing. And he did it. And I'm happy that our show was the place to have that done because that thing was quoted everywhere. Mm-hmm. Some people refuse to say our name on there. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. 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 By the way, those motherfuckers ever break news that we want to have? <laughs> I remember who gave us credit and who did not give us credit. <laughs> I got that little book that I wrote down. You know what I mean? I got a book. It's a long one, by the way. People that I can't wait to beat happened in football. It happened in a lot of things. And now it's happening in this world. <laughs> there are some people that went out of their way not to give us credit, it felt mm-hmm. like. Which is okay. As long as the story gets as long as the truth gets out there, that's mm-hmm. all we care about. We're truth warriors. People know where it came from. People know, bro. Thanks to Richard Sherman. He said he'll come back on, by the way. Which is good news. Mm-hmm. They're an undefeated football team. And I think our radio show is pretty big in San Francisco. So, If so, facto. Pretty good news. By the way, the fact that we're big in San Francisco is <laughs> <laughs> a hilarious thought. Good bridge. All right. What show you guys want to bring to San Francisco? Uh, let's bring that one with uh, the three kids from Pittsburgh, the Waterloo, Iowa kid, the Michigan kid, the Cuban kid from Chicago. Very done. And the former cop from Indiana. (laughs) (laughs) We are an eclectic bunch. We are. Yeah, we are. And our Canadian got deported. (laughs) Uh, I was reading emails that his immigration lawyer was sending to CFO Phil. Gumpy, if you're listening to this, bud, we absolutely love you. But boy, it sure looks like it's going to be a long road for you to get back into America. 
Bye bye, pal. <laughs> oh no, Jesus. We love you, pal. Love you, but hey. It seems like getting into America from Canada might be like trying to crack the code of Area 51. That's what it feels like right mm-hmm. now. It does. And Gumpy was painting ships since he's like 14 years old. He doesn't have a college degree, so that gives him no fucking shot. It's basically what the lawyer told us. It's like, I don't know what we're supposed to do. The kid's hilarious. He's a hard worker. Wants to come help our small business. Brings a positive energy. Brings an incredible positive energy. Good beard. I, I, I am not sad to see the beard go. Excuse me? I mean, it's already compete with Foxy. People actually come into our office that don't know us and ask if it's a requirement to have a beard. That was a real question but Gumby's I got last beard, week. But Gumby's beard is on another level. Was that the same guy that was just trying to break into the office? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not the same guy. Because another company <laughs> didn't pay him? That was supposed to pay him? That was a wild scene. That was a wild scene. He texted me and said, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> what am I going to do? Foxy, I can't believe that guy got your number, by the way. I, I don't know how that happened. Yeah, I, I had to deal with a lot of people when the studio was getting built. Did so. he just say like the Wolf of Wall Street gif? Yeah, pretty, that's basically what it was. Uh, I, I have no say over money. Uh, <laughs> not going anywhere. There's a lot of things that have been happening at the office that nobody tells me about, by the way, because I'm just on Harlan Radio, Instagram, gone. <laughs> Had no idea that was happening. See ya. Uh, See you later. I just got a text that said, hey, uh, yeah, uh, it, uh, that's what Nick said, basically. That's how his text message should have started. Uh, 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 it sounded like Zito. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, he's going to hate that. Uh, the Heartland Radio Instagram is gone. I'm like, what does that even mean? He's like, well, we got three strikes in September, and they told us not to. I'm like, three strikes? Should I not have been told about it? at least one of these? He was that's like, bad in baseball. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, he was like, yeah, well, you're busy. I'm like, well, yeah, good. Now the piece of our company is just gone. Uh, a social media company so what's that dicks he sent a text to the group that it was gone and i was like oh boy just out of fucking nowhere dude. i think that was the first that any of us found out about it the text to the group by yeah. the way was about three minutes after i found out so yeah. i was told at least before that and then this the group text i was like oh boy i was like should i i literally responded to him i'm like nick i feel like we've known each other a long time don't you think i should have just been given a little bit of a heads up that like hey instagram is coming to fuck after our heartland radio account by the way, I've been wanting to change the strategy with that mm-hmm. account for a long time now. So that would happen. I mean, it is a nice little rebirth, and there's nothing we could do about it. There's no way to get out of uh, Davy Jones? No. Huh. I don't know what that means. The locker. Mm. Bottom of the sea. What? It's old uh, fisherman's uh, tale. Maritime law. Oh, yeah. I was basically saying we could free it. <laughs> you know, whenever you're trying to <laughs> trim... Your reproductive reason or region. There's always these thoughts that you could potentially nick or cut yourself. Mm -hmm. And you're always like, you know what? I just don't want to deal with that today. So you kind of put it off. So then it becomes like a wild forest down there out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. When everybody knows that the wild forest ain't the move down there. Mm -mm. Manscaping is something you need to do not only for yourself, but your significant other. And we understand that the fear can be paralyzing, damn near crippling, whenever you're thinking about shaving a kitten caboodle. Insert Manscaped. Manscaped is a company that literally has a nick-free technology on their electric razors that you can just go willy-nilly down there and create any potential design or freshness that you would, could possibly want on your bowls and shaft. When I first heard this, I said, bullshit. Mm -hmm. 
They said, read the ad, fuck boy. I said, no, I'm not pushing something that is obviously a lie. Then I got the lawnmower 2.0. Oh. And I started with that thing. Magical. It really is magical. magical. I don't know how it works. I have no idea how that thing works. I'm just going. I'm shaving. I shaved my entire from waist down. I shaved my legs. I shaved my feet. I wouldn't stop. The lawnmower was so impressive. I just kept it going. You'll love it as well. The Perfect Package 2.0 kit that features the lawnmower 2.0 and the skin-safe technology. The trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. It's also 100% waterproof and shock-resistant. These are precision tools for your family jewels. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off free shipping and a free travel bag with the code PAT at manscaped.com. That's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com. Code PAT for 20% off free shipping and a free travel bag, by the way. That is very nice. Love it. I absolutely love it. This is really nice. We went down to dinner tonight. Zito came down and he goes, that Manscaped shampoo <laughs> smells delicious. And and they have a foot uh, spray now. Foot deodorant. Oh, yeah. That we think they could have potentially created strictly for Zito's <laughs> disgusting feet smell that we Whoa. all have to deal with. But since they did it, it's everybody's treasure. Not only will they take care of your hair, your feet, but their nick-free technology on their lawnmower 2.0 is something special. And I think you should go for it. Matt Hasselbeck was a co-host with us mm -hmm. today. And there are some incredible stories that you're about to hear that you've never heard before. Hey, you're telling me you don't like the human duck, Devlin Hodges? I'm concerned. Why? What concerns you? The standard for the Steelers is here. When? It's like... <laughs> ben Roethlisberger. Uh, it's like playoffs, championships. Go on. No, that's not what I'm seeing. The way with the the human duck, he's a world champion. Do you like Mason better than the duck? Yeah, for sure. Uh, actually, which Mason? I actually liked <laughs> Mason, <laughs> the one who wasn't unconscious. Yikes! Poor guy. Poor Jeez. Guy. Hey, have Ta you ever got one of them? No. You've never got a sleep cuz? Nope. Well, hey. I take it back one time, but it was hard to know if it was like a sleep cuz, like because I got knocked out, or if it was like a, I had too much to drink and happened to get slapped in the face. <laughs> it's like a fine line between the two. <laughs> not, not really sure what happened there. So that wasn't in football. This was in real life. It was home from a football game, and people, a bunch of people dared Walter Jones oh. to slap me across the face because he was talking a big game. It was Walter Jones. He, Walter Jones is the Hall of Fame. Uh, left tackle for the Seattle Seahawks. Some people have said he's the, maybe the best football player to ever play football. Just happened to play left tackle and didn't talk much. So he got dared to slap me. So I say to Walt, hey, Walt, let's just do this thing. Back everybody off. Wait, wait, wait hold on. Pre pretend to slap me and I'll clap my hands. You know that trick you do with like your friends, like pretend to slap, I'll clap my hands and act like yeah, it. Like kayfabe gimmick slap. Exactly. So I'm getting ready to do it and he goes to pretend and he slaps me upside the head like I got hit by like a bear claw in Legends of the Fall. You know, it was like, whoa. And I don't remember a thing after that. So you and Geno Smith goes both got knocked the fuck out of my teammates? But this was different. This was like a friend of mine. Yeah. And we were playing a prank. Yeah. And he just missed and got me in the temple instead of like an inch in front of my nose. And uh, he apologized, felt really yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, this guy's a professional, put his, his hands on people listen, thing. He didn't his, miss. In his Hall of Fame speech in Canton, Ohio, okay? A very formal thing. 
Very. He sits there and he goes, he's thanking everybody. He's like, I'd like to thank Steve Hutchinson, my left tackle, or sorry, my left guard, Steve Hutchinson. I'd like to thank you. I'd like to thank my starting center. Oh, and, and Hasselbeck. I'm really, really sorry for uh, knocking you out. There. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally said that in the Hall of Fame thing. <laughs> it was quite embarrassing. I love everything about that, Matt. I didn't yeah. know you got knocked the fuck out it by was, a uh, It was an accident, I think. I mean, maybe it wasn't. <laughs> I don't know. We were in Matt Hasselbeck's zone tonight. When I say that, I mean it. I mean, we were right in his sweet spot. And, and for those... That no Matt Hasselbeck personally, this is going to mean a lot more than those that don't. <laughs> Stop it. We, it, we, were, we at, were not in my zone. We were just not in your zone. That's all. Uh, I mean, you were thriving. I was surviving. <laughs> I was in the zone, maybe. Yeah. Oh. But you. Shout out. Download the app. W- you were just not in your element at all. We were at a cocktail hour. At, at a cocktail party. There it is. At the <laughs> athletic director of <laughs> NC State's house. <laughs> he had charcuterie. Oh. Charcuterie. Yep, a lot of it. He <laughs> That's had, like, what do I do with charcuterie? What do I do? Yeah, well, I've had this at the house because we talked about oh, yeah. this. I'm more of a charcuterie. Charcuterie. Uh, charcuterie <laughs> paper plate guy. Oh, yeah. Put the meat <laughs> Not on the a, board. Not the board. The board itself is what scares me. And this board had an array of cheeses and meats and shit <laughs> that I had no idea. This was a very... This was a high society operation, and now, boy, you should have seen Matt politicking around this fucking <laughs> shaking, how's it going, talking to the AD. It was me and the goddamn dog over there just playing fetch. Be nice. Be nice. To God, I'm sorry. It was a very nice event. Incredibly it, nice. It was at his home with his kids. Very nice. His family the was very- people that he worked with. They were very nice. But that was not an event yes. I was supposed to be at. Everybody knows that. You, you No, listen. <laughs> you were great. You were great. <laughs> You, I was not. <laughs> I, could, I could tell that you were uncomfortable. I, so yeah. when the rest of the group was talking to the athletic director, the head of communications, <laughs> people in athletic administration, where is Pat? Pat is playing with the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Pat is talking to the kids, like the 17-year-old, the 15-year-old. Oh, really? You're going to Post Malone later on this week? <laughs> Let's talk about that. So the rest of us are talking about, you know, ACC football, ACC athletics, <laughs> women's soccer against the number one, you know, team at UVA. Mm-hmm. Pat's over, you know, petting the dog, talking to the kids. It just wasn't my Pop zone. culture. Good dog. Great dog named Maggie. Beautiful dog. I'll tell you what, Maggie won me over. I'm a big fan. <laughs> and also, Boo, the uh, NC State Athletic Director. That's his name, Boo. Oh, that was a dog. <laughs> that was another dog. <laughs> no, his name's a great Southern name. <laughs> great. This dude was awesome. When I say this, I mean this. Very awesome guy. But that particular event, it was like when Ace Ventura walked into that fucking thing <laughs> with all the animals. And- yeah, where he goes and searches for the thing where he's all dressed up and he does a. He spits the thing out yep. of the thing. That's basically what it was, just in a much smaller situation. Did you use the bathroom like Ace Ventura did? I did not. Movie? I was thinking about it, though, just to see what I could get out of it. I bet you he had It was a very t- nice home. Very, very nice, home. nice. Yeah. And they were very hospitable. You nice. were actually driving through Raleigh. You were like, wow, I, this place is amazing. I could live here. I believe I was sitting in the front. You were sitting behind me, so I don't know. But I believe you took out your phone, and you were looking at real estate in Raleigh. Hold on. Because of how impressed you were by what you were seeing. Real estate results. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> He's on Zillow right away. I really was. While we were driving around, there's not a lot of places I've driven around before where I'm like, you know what? I think I can live here. I drove around here today, and I was like, I think I could live here. Raleigh, Durham. Yeah. The, the very nice, very, it, it seemed 
Like the downtown had some good shit going on, but everything was kind of close. The houses were very nice. And by the way, housing market, very affordable. Very, very mm. affordable. I found I, out I think maybe one very, not two varies. I mean, much more expensive than what I paid for for my house. But, <laughs> but, but uh, they, what they call it, like a mini Silicon Valley here? Yeah, oh. I guess Oh, so. really? Big Google. medical community here, but I think IBM is here, Amazon is here, maybe Apple is here, which is a hot button for you since you're such a Steve Jobs lover. But He passed away. Rest in peace. Thanks. Can you have a silent, please? Bad dad, good guy. Go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, Toronto is really the only other place we've ever been to that you're like, I love this place. I can see myself living here. Toronto is strictly because of... Yeah, that helps. Good city, though. <laughs> a lot of that here, by the way, I feel like... What's that? I know what you're talking about. They can hide it in the tobacco fields. No, just say it. What are you talking about? Well, you don't have to say it. You know what I'm talking about. El I don't know. Do you know what he's talking about? El vitamins. A lot of libraries here. Is that what you're talking about? Oh. Books? Yeah, books. You're a big book guy. Nah. Mm. By the way, I heard Two you talking over. about you were researching something. You were reading up about something for eight hours. Like, you might as well just read a book. Nah. Like, you're very proud of the fact that you've never read a book. Yeah. <laughs> and so today he's like, yeah, so I read up on this thing for eight hours. I'm like, well, yeah, but I definitely lied. I mean, whoever that was, I was trying to make it sound <laughs> yeah. like I was very, <laughs> I was very <laughs> interested to see what you, you were, were so talking about. He was intimidated by charcuterie. So he was like, oh, yes, I was reading for eight hours. Yeah, I had to let those people know that I, I am also educated and I am not scared to go into something for eight hours. I lied right to somebody's face. So fun, fun thing about the game that we're calling Thursday night. Tonight. Right? Tonight. Sorry. Uh -huh. What day is today? Thursday. Thursday. Uh -huh. Okay. Fun thing about the game we're calling. NC State is playing the visiting team, Syracuse. The One of the defensive coordinators for NC State recruited Pat McAfee to West Virginia. Mm -hmm. Tony Gibson. Today in the meeting, Pat was not there. He was doing more important things. Richard Sherman, no big deal. He <laughs> explained to us how Pat McAfee got to West Virginia. Pretty fascinating. Yeah, he just kicked a couple long balls. Well, it wasn't that. His perspective was Pat McAfee is committed to Kent State. Yes. Pat McAfee wins a kicking competition in Colorado. That was in Miami. He said Vegas, but it was Miami. Well, Pat did not know that he won the competition. <laughs> he left. He just kicked and left. <laughs> so this recruiting coordinator type guy calls Pat and he's like, hey, uh, congratulations on winning that kicking competition. Pat's like, oh, I won? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, I want you to come to West Virginia. We need a kicker. And I saw that you kicked like a 65-yarder. Yes. And he's like, uh, Pat's like, well, I'm not coming on a visit unless you offer me a full scholarship. And so the coach is like, no problem. You have a full scholarship. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how it went. And so Pat was like, all right, I'll come check out West Virginia with no intentions of really going to West Virginia. But like, hey, if you want to pay for me to come party in West Virginia, I'll, Morgantown, I'll go do it. <laughs> And that's all he remembered from the story. But then at dinner tonight, I get like the rest of the story from Pat, and wow. Oh, yeah, it's a not, story. I was not ready. I was not ready for all that part. Yeah, we shut it down in Morgantown the first night I was there. I feel like I was baptized into the city uh, literally <laughs> night one. Was introduced to all the heavies, all the owners of every club I was introduced to night one because my holder there, George Shell, was basically the mayor of the town. So on my visit there, basically, I was introduced to everybody that I would become great friends with for the next four years and uh, really felt like I was at home. But he made a trip to the cafeteria, Plum High School. That's where he too. presented the trophy, yeah, the winning the next, trophy. The next but day, he made a trip. 
the the interesting thing about this, and maybe you guys have talked about this, but the quarterback at Kent State that would have been teammates with Pat McAfee was... Julian Edelman? Julian Edelman, yeah. Julian Edelman. And so it's my belief that you two would have been very, very good friends. Oh, yeah. And if you would have been very, very good friends, Julian Edelman would not have been committed to football the way that he was committed to football. (laughs) Julian Edelman never would have made it to the NFL, never would have made it to the Patriots, never would be what he is today. The Patriots dynasty might not even be what it is today had you been Julian Edelman's best friend in college. He might never have made it out. People forget. Wow. People forget that I am potentially the reason for the Patriots dynasty. <laughs> and that is something that nobody talks about. And, and uh, this guy, Gibson, Coach Gibson. Yeah, Gibby. Gibby. Good guy. My mom and dad. Actually. Gibby Smalls from what, from what show? Anybody know Gibby Smalls? No idea. I, I assume this is going to be a reference to something that is very topical and a lot of people will know. <laughs> iCarly. <laughs> oh, I'm surprised Zito or Foxy didn't know That's that. That's a Nickelodeon <laughs> show. One of my favorite I'll shows. I'll admit that I, it sounded very familiar. <laughs> you watched iCarly? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's like right in my ballpark. Yes. iCarly. What well, show is that? Underrated show. Foxy. <laughs> Guys, that's an internet show. It got me to where we are today. Thank you. Hey, you know, I learned about Foxy last week in 10th grade. Yeah. He literally started editing YouTube videos in 10th grade. He was nice. the only 10th grader that was allowed in television class. So he learned how to edit yeah. because he was the youngest kid in the class and nobody liked to edit. So he's literally been built for this job since 10th grade. Of, uh, this kid's a prodigy. He's a fucking prodigy. And now we're reaping the benefits of all his hard work for he's, all those years. He's ahead of his time. He really was. Well, yeah, it was a class full of all seniors, blow-off class. I don't know how I get in there as a sophomore, learn how to edit the first week, and then after that, I just... By the way, subscribe to our YouTube, youtube.com forward slash The Pat McAfee Show. Yep. Ring the bell. It, ring the bell. I was just going to say... Hey, by the way, shout out to whoever stopped by the office and dropped this off. It's very cool. It's, it's awesome. very cool. I was going to say, I heard you guys were killing it on YouTube. Crushing. Didn't know that was a big thing, but apparently it's a huge thing. We didn't either. Huge. And <laughs> apparently you guys are huge on YouTube. We have... No idea how we got here. We have no clue what's going on. This is the first time where something has happened very good for us. And all of us look around and just go, let's not fuck this one up. We have no idea how this is happening. We have no clue why it's happening, Matt. We, we have... We I have literally no idea why I it's happening. It's fascinating. Isn't there like an algorithm where you yes. decide, mm-hmm. hey, this would be great content. It's, we've got an underserved community that uh, might love this kind of stuff. Yes, and we would like to let whoever decide to put us into that thing, we are very thankful, and we will not take this for granted, Mm -hmm. and we will continue to ride this wave in beautiful fashion for however long you'll have us. We are very thankful, and I've heard that's what we have to do, by the way. Kiss the ring. I will kiss the (laughs) ring. Oh, yeah. Uh, Whoever needs it, we are (laughs) kissing whatever (laughs) ring. It's been awesome. I'll kiss whatever you need me to. Diggs Diggs will take one for a team. He'll go get some water for (laughs) the Bahamas. Oh, yeah, I will. Me and Andy. If our fire festival needs some water, <laughs> Diggs will go make it. But this YouTube thing is insane for us right now. Congratulations to you guys. Yeah. Really great. By the way, and to think that maybe iCarly had a small part of this. Yes. Uh, that would make my kids very, very happy. What a world. By the way, I saw your kid on a Monday Night Football. You go. How, how about that? Yeah. So Sunday NFL countdown. Uh, Randy Moss and Rex Ryan surprised me with a. On you got Moss. The last play was my son, my fourteen year old, throwing a pass up. And a how does that work? Kid got you got Moss. So it gets nominated. So basically, just social media. If somebody gets a somebody sees a great play on you got Moss, they tag 
Randy or you got Moss hashtag you got Moss. Does it have or, to be in a legitimate game? No, they love it if it's not like from a oh. football game. Oh. They love it like we've had Dang wedding it. receptions. You know when like the, uh, oh, the yeah. bride throws like a bouquet and bridesmaids go after it. Like they love that. They love ultimate disc, ultimate frisbee. They love Chipper Jones mossed somebody at a Braves game. Uh-huh. Chipper, Chipper Jones, Hall of Fame baseball player that I guess Rex Ryan had recruited as a high school football player. Oh, I didn't uh, know. That's but he, like, mossed somebody. So there's a foul ball coming. You know, if you've ever caught a foul ball, it's total thrill. Oh, yeah. oh we were trying. <laughs> oh, we were at the Yankee game. We were trying oh, so hard. So you know. Uh, it's funny you spring this up. <laughs> this has not this. been able to be talked about yet. I am so thankful we got here. Come we will, on, Matt. We will get back. To us attempting to get on You Got Moss for the rest of the season, by the way, we are going to set up situations where Zito will end up on You Got Moss. I, I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to get you on there. We will at the shit out of Randy Moss if we have to. We're going to set up something so Zito gets on there. But isn't catching a, ga- uh, a ball at a baseball game one of the biggest thrills you could potentially have in sporting events? Oh, yeah. I would agree with that. Don't you think getting a ball at like the American League Division Series or whatever the fuck it's called... Uh, wouldn't that be a moment that you would want to cherish for the rest of your life? Because th- not only is it an MLB ball, not only is it potentially from Yankee Stadium, wow. not only is they're going to go on to win the World Series, by the way, I'm a big maybe, Yankees guy maybe, now. Maybe, maybe, oh, they are. Maybe. But being able to have <laughs> that ball and take it home and just show your kid, like, priceless. hey, priceless. 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 So we were, at a game. we were at a game at the ALDS game there. Everybody saw us on the television. Uh, we were a couple of seats down from Rudy Giuliani. I took a piss next to him, told him, good luck out there. Mm-hmm. I meant with his life, not with the Yankees. <laughs> he did, responded to me, good luck to me too. And did, I was like, thanks, Mr. Giuliani. Did he wash his hands? Just curious. Ooh. I, I don't, don't think he did, I to actually be honest. Don't, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't, don't pull a, like... Say one thing, and then we find out later that the now when I say this, no, when he, I say this, I mean this. <laughs> his security got him out there pretty quick, very quick. He so had maybe secu- he had Purell. Yeah, probably Purell. Probably Purell. Okay. He was swooped in though and swooped out. Yeah. We just so happened to be in the swoop, yeah. like we were oh, in yeah. the swoop yeah, yeah. with him, and we're literally urinal next to him. Maybe a better question: Did you wash your hands? Yes, always okay. do. Yeah. Mostly because I assume that somebody in the bathroom knows who I am, and they'll tweet <laughs> that I'm a grimy fuck. <laughs> 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 about what people think about you one million percent <laughs> that is a hundred percent it that's the last thing i would like out there is the fact that i'm a grimy man i clean my hands strictly so other people won't say that i don't and i don't do the full run i love i love the honesty that's yeah, true i had to start doing it as soon as getting it done either way start taking pictures of me in the bathroom that's a weird <laughs> scene normally i go in the into the stalls rudy giuliani is good enough for a urinal i'll go to urinals <laughs> i said so i'm peeing right next to him he gets out of there the game was filled with incredible moments glorious dd gregorious mm. Hit a grand salami. I've never been to Yankee Stadium. I heard it's amazing. It's awesome. We we took the subway there. I mean, we did the full New York experience. We're packed in there like sardines. You got mugged? Diaz. (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys get mugged? Diaz, is it? (laughs) We did not get mugged. Diaz. Diaz. You want 31 flavors? (laughs) So we, um, we get to a game. Sounds amazing. We're sitting on television. We learn relatively early in the game that we are literally on television every single time a right-handed batter. In batters. the background, yeah. I every single it, yeah. time. I, I, slam a, I happen to see that, actually. I slam a couple 12 ounces in record time, by the way. Record. If this was back whenever all the NFL quarterbacks were doing their chugging thing, I think there would have been a, quite a conversation about, like, oh, did these guys just get embarrassed by this guy? <laughs> and <laughs> I would say, yeah, it's something I'm good at. I, I, I mean, I can swallow the hell out of things. But while we're there, <laughs> while we're there, we're having a good time. And there's a solo guy 
next to us. So it's us four. Sitting by himself. Sitting by himself. At a Yankees game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. ALDS. A little bit of bigger man. But he was he was active. We were active. He was oh, active. Yeah. We we're the only ones like in the rich area that were very active, right? Our tickets. He's, a, he's a promo code Pat kind of guy? McAfee. Yeah, he's promo code Pat. But his name is Pat. For the, his but name I'm was Pat. I'm just saying, sitting in those seats, you're yes. probably a promo code Pat kind of guy. Yeah, a little self-awareness. Not yeah. a promo code McAfee kind of guy. 100%. Got but Seeking, by the way, shout out Seeking for the seats. Yeah, here. big shout out. Very good big seats. Shout out. Big shout out. Good people. Uh, use promo code Pat or McAfee uh, on your first order. For but if seat. you're going to sit in those kind of seats... Use McAfee because they were very <laughs> <laughs> So we're sitting there and we're trying to get the attention of people to throw a ball because we were right behind the dugout oh, yeah, yeah. of the Twins. Twins. Yep. So every time. What city are, where, what's, where are they from? Third baseline. What, the what twins? The Minnesota. There you go. Minnesota. Is it Minnesota or yeah, Minneapolis? No, it's Minnesota. Minnesota. Good job. Oh, they actually have. <laughs> in the, my brain there, there could have been either. Well, Is it the TC on their hat? Four Twin Cities? It's yes. For both cities. Correct. You would have been right for either city. Good. I feel good about that. Minnesota's not a city, but yeah, yeah. I get it. So every <laughs> time... you never read a book. I didn't, but I won a geography bowl in eighth grade. Fucking okay. right. <laughs> Still have the cup at the house. Keep going. I got introduced. I beat the valedictorian of our fucking school. <laughs> eighth grade geography bowl champ. Do you, just sidebar. Do you know what a salutatorian is? Yeah. Solo winner? I know what a salutatorian is. It's a guy that salutes. <laughs> It's a guy that salutes the valedictorian. <laughs> way to go. You're a little bit smarter than me. Is that the way it goes? Is that what it is? Sure. That's a good description. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Salute. You're a little bit smarter <laughs> than me. All right. I. What's your story? Sorry. So, well, it depends. The story is uh, the teacher just so happened to be a guy that enjoyed me. He told me the final questions answer before going into the geography bowl. He said, if you can get to the finals, this is the question. It's not in our book. Mm. What's the second largest coral reef in the world? Where's it at? What is it? Australia. What is Belize? Australia's number number one. one. Belize. Belize is number two. Beautiful country. I I still remember that to this day because he told me that. And he was like, if you get to the finals, this is going to be the question. And he almost told it to me like as like, like, yeah, you're not going to fucking get there. This is going to be the question. And then bang, all of a sudden I got like an easy one. Like, what's the capital of America? Washington, D.C. Move on to the next round. You know, it was kind of, it was an easy, I get there, I win. Yeah. People weren't happy. Got a cup. No big deal. That's amazing. So I didn't read a Cinderella book. Cinderella story. Yeah, it was. It was Rudy. But for real, not fake. Rudy was fake. Was it? Joe That's Montana said it. I don't know about that. Joe Montana. Joe Montana He's a quarterback. My, Joe my, Montana? No. My uncle went to college with Rudy, said he was a massive prick. Okay. okay that, that could be true, but then Rudy could still be true. He didn't like, get a sack. He was, was all size. Oh, jinx. You only soda. Anyway, right, so I want to hear about the guy sitting by himself at the end. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but you just you, you made fun of my education, and I, I'm a junior <laughs> football champion. I mean, I'm just what am I making fun of your education? Uh, I'm just letting you know. Geography? Well, what grade is that? Eighth grade. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right, that's, res- that's respectable. Thank you. Okay. I was smarter than a fifth grader then. I'm smarter <laughs> than a fifth grader now. So we go to this game, okay? And we're sitting there. And the Minneapolis Twins guy, every time they come off the field, they have a ball... And they either throw it into the crowd, which is where we're sitting, right yep, behind it, yep. or they pump fake, which I was a fan of, because yeah. it was like a heel move. Like, <laughs> stare at a kid right in the eyes, goes, oh, fuck you, keeps the ball, <laughs> goes into the dugout. I love that move, especially because they were just getting slaughtered by the Yankees. So okay. I enjoyed that a little bit. But this one time, this guy, okay, he's jogging back, <laughs> and he makes eye contact with Foxy, and we're like, oh, shit, we're getting the ball. <laughs> this guy goes to throw it just like this. <laughs> And it starts flying towards <gasps> Foxy. We're like, oh, my God, we're getting a fucking baseball. This is going to be awesome. The guy sitting next to Foxy, <laughs> Pat, 
fucking bodies Foxy. Oh, Forearm, elbow, right to Foxy. Snags it with one hand right in front of Foxy's face. Turns around, hands it to a child. Sits down. Foxy sits down. And us three are just staring at him. Are you fucking kidding me? And he goes, what? The guy threw it to him. He didn't look at me. We're like, true. You just got body bagged by that yeah. guy for that ball. False. Th nah. Ty. Yeah. You got bodied bad. <laughs> bad. <laughs> leverage, Foxy. Leverage. Did this, guy bad. Have, did this guy have a glove? No. 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 Bare handed him. The only thing he had was more grit, determination, and skill than Evan Foxy. Great. And we wanted a ball. Yeah, for the vlog, great for the vlog that we have an ALDS ball. For life, great that we have an ALDS ball. It's probably right here in yeah. the studio. Yep. Oh, yeah. All these things are great. But instead, what happened was Foxy got deboed by a guy <laughs> who came to the game alone, fucking snagged it, and gave it to a little child that probably already peed and pooped on that thing, <laughs> not even being respected. Foxy, first and foremost, this was a lose-lose situation. Now I'm the one doing the bodying. You guys grill me for bodying the guy that's at the baseball game alone. Absolutely not, dude. False. Second off. It was a lose-lose win. Second off. <laughs> before all this, you and Matt, who have played in Super Bowls, are acting like catching a foul ball at a baseball game is very, very prominent. Top five moment. It, it, oh, oh my god, have I ever told you about the time I snagged a Barry Bonds home run with a fishing net at PNC Park? <laughs> have you, I, I got a standing ovation on the fucking Jumbotron. <laughs> yes, it's a big moment. You know, this happened, uh, was it O.J. Howard for the team? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah you saw Great that catch. One? First yeah. reception ever. I wish O.J. Howard was with us at that game instead of Evan Fox. <laughs> Evan Fox, this guy this literally guy. elbowed Foxy out of the way, snagged it, and then for the rest of the game... This guy just told Foxy how much better of a man he was. <laughs> Is that not what happened, Foxy? He, he did tell me a lot about his life. He played hockey at Wisconsin. He cut you, dude. He okay. said his daughter was uh, at a sleepover. That's why he went to the game. This okay. guy's at a Yankees game alone. We Wait, couldn't he, leave. He, he played hockey at Wisconsin? Yeah. Big hockey game uh, Friday night. Who's Boston playing? Boston College, Wisconsin. Got, uh, my, got my kids' tickets. Let's go, BC. There yeah. we go. And that's <laughs> hockey talk. Hey, Foxy way, literally got deboed by this guy, and now hey, we Foxy. have to live with this forever. Yeah, hey, I will say, like you mentioned, like playing in Super Bowls, playing in big athletic events. I will say, catching a foul ball mm. at, or a home run or something like that is as as big of a thrill as those as throwing a touchdown pass mm -hmm. in an NFL yes. game. Yes, oh, I caught a foul ball at Fenway Park Thank last you. year, Keep year before. Caught a foul ball, saved somebody's life because if I hadn't yep. caught it, it would have killed somebody. Yep. And I, th I immediately had seen Bob Costas right after this. And I had a bruise on my hand, and I was still on this like endorphin high. And I was like, this is like the greatest thing I've ever done at a, at a, at a yeah, at could have been an you, athletic Fox. event. And he was like, what are you talking about? Like, that's crazy talk. And I'm like, I don't know what it is, but like, this was such a thrill. So I get it. Like, I think it was a thrill. You should have told, sure told Bob, do you believe in miracles? <laughs> Different guy. I just. That <laughs> Different guy. That's Al Michaels. <laughs> Bob, Bob and Voxy, very similar, though. Very high horse type of people. Oh, very oh, I can country buy club. The Yeah, he'll buy the baseball. Oh, hey, come Bob on. Bob used to go on his diatribes at halftimes that I hated. There, oh, yeah, I remember that on Sunday Night Football. Yeah. There's yeah. something you could YouTube. I did an interview with uh, Jared Goff right before the Super Bowl last year, and I was doing research for that. And when Jared Goff was at Cal, he caught a ground rule double in a huge baseball game uh, at a San Francisco Giants baseball game. And he catches it, and he is going nuts. I have He celebrated much more intensely mm -hmm. than, he, than I've ever seen him 
yeah. celebrate throwing a touchdown pass in the NFL. So I, I think it just like adds. You yeah, know, basically reinforces yeah. what Pat and I were just saying. Well, let's just say that if I had the camera rolling like I usually do, I think the story might be a little different. No, no, second, that's topical. That's topical. Well, no, but it's like tough one though. person's word against somebody else's because word. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we topical. just heard the Sherman thing. <laughs> if I would have been in Foxy's position, I would have elbowed the guy in the face, broke his nose, and got the foul ball. <laughs> yeah. That is what we're talking about. How, how, old his face. how old was the fifty? Kid? He's probably, he's probably like, yeah, he's like 45. But how so. old was the kid he, that got the Who the cares? That ball, <laughs> that ball is mine if I'm standing there. Listen, just because Pat doesn't like love kids doesn't mean that everyone in this trailer This is an ALDS ball, Matt. It's a, it's a yeah. playoff ball. All right, let me ask you a question then. Let's just say you're sitting there mm-hmm. and the professional baseball player throws the ball to a kid. Would you then intercept the ball from a without kid? a doubt? <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna get you on Sports Center, not top ten. Okay, hey, boo me! I don't give a shit. Guess who's going home with a foul That's ball? Terrible. I am. <laughs> terrible. It would be better. It so, would be better for you to steal it, catch it, and then give it to the kid. Okay, so it's funny you say that because when the big guy uh, fucking just body bag Foxy <laughs> and grabbed that body. ball. He did, didn't he, Zito? Absolutely bodied him. Zito was right there. Zito was on his fifth hot dog. He was, he was so confused. I was getting the body bag ready. Yeah, literally, we're thinking about scraping Foxy out of there because of how dead he was. The guy hands the ball to a kid, right? And Ty, literally, as soon as he hands the ball to the kid, like I think he said, like, see, if you would have got it, you want to hand it to the kid. And Ty, like, jumped in front of him, like, you're fucking right, pal. We're going home with that ball immediately. Ain't that right? Yeah, I mean, hey, listen, we paid a lot for those tickets. You yep. know what? All rules are off when you're Time. Are you are you like you are on the radio like in real life? Oh, even to, uh, worse. I understand on the radio. <laughs> so much like, worse. I'm just taking a stand. No. one way or the other. Matt, hey, what do you think? Well, you tell like, me. I, I feel like I just you... feel like you're a reasonable guy. And I feel like you're good at radio and good at podcasts and good at Matt. Like, you understand like hey, I gotta be on this side or that side. You're either in or you're out. Yeah, but, but he is worse in real life. That's amazing. <laughs> For, he is. We that's are amazing. just. We are just finding time. You're like a really nice guy, but I could see. I appreciate that. Thank you. Like, uh, not a nice guy. To who? He's a nice like guy. Like little the... kids that are trying to get a oh, super no. oh, Those kids need to learn. If you want the fucking ball, you can't be like Foxy. You got to be like the big guy who played hockey in Wisconsin. With Guys, Ty, anybody can get it. Anybody can get it. The problem with Ty is, and honestly, this is the problem with Ty. Ty is so good at just shredding things. That he filters himself so he doesn't sound like too terrible of a human. So what we're doing now and what you are experiencing is a slowly peel back of the onion of the filter, <laughs> which is where he's getting it's amazing. to. It's a talent, by the way. It's it amazing. is a real talent. What also is a talent is just getting fucking shunned and bullied <laughs> at a Yankees game and not First getting the ball. First and foremost, I think the guy needed the ball more than I needed it. Oh! I was enjoying the ball game. Oh. Could you imagine on YouTube if we had bad boys? I'm Team Fox. And yeah. he, oh, exactly. Fox. even worse, was at a sleepover, <laughs> hey. and he's by himself. Foxy, even it. worse, hey. Hasselbeck's on your side. Hey. So you thought you were you better, better than the guy? It. No, what'd you say? No. You better watch it. <laughs> <laughs> we interrupt this incredible conversation that is only going to get better. By the way, Matt Hasselbeck has a wealth treasure trove of stories. Mm-hmm. That are yeah. unbelievable, almost. I love it. But then you have to remember that this guy was literally born in the NFL, mm-hmm. and he spent 18 years as a quarterback in the NFL, and he was a ball boy for the Patriots. He was literally born in the NFL, so he knows everything about everybody. 
it's magical. Another thing that's magical that has made my life a lot better since we're traveling on the road is a company called CBDMD. Promo code is McAfee for 20% off. And let me tell you what CBDMD does for you. You can get as many massages as you want. You can stretch. You can do all the yoga, ice baths, whatever the fuck you want to do. If you're not sleeping, you're not recovering properly. And you don't have to be a professional athlete or somebody that works out super hard. If you're doing anything during the day, your body is being used. Your muscles are being used. Your joints are being pressurized. You've got a lot of things going on. So when you sleep, you need to take advantage of the recovery that you're getting. Mm -hmm. Some people don't fall asleep easily. Like myself. I have had chronic non-ability to fall asleep literally since I'm a child. I've tried everything. I took the Advil PM for a long time. Stopped working. I was on Ambien there for a little bit whenever I was in the NFL, but you can only take that for like four days in yeah. a row because it is what we like to call habit forming. <laughs> habit forming. The only thing that has truly helped me sleep better and fall asleep faster is the CBDMD PM. CBD PM is a specially formulated tincture that combines melatonin and other sleep promoting herbs with CBD, which can help your circadian rhythm. Nailed it. Circadian. Get back on track, allowing you to get high-quality sleep consistently. You only take it 30 minutes before bedtime, and whammy, you're out like, like a, a light. light. Like a light. Like a light. When the lights go, go down on the pirates. That was last Thursday night. <laughs> and the lights can go down for you every single night with our friends at CBDMD and their CBD PM. Whether you're recovering from a hard day, a long night, or a tough workout, CBDMD is dedicated to keeping you at the top of your game. Adding tinctures, gummies, and a CBD PM to your regular routine is the best way to sleep naturally, wake refreshed, and take advantage of all that CBDMD has to offer. Use promo code McAfee for 20% off today at CBDMD.com. Back to the combo. Although Pat's, Pat's developed some uh, biceps since I've seen him last. Yeah, he is. Pat shows up at work today. He's got the hoodie, the for the brand camouflage, black with camouflage lettering. By now. For the brand hoodie. Sleeveless. With no sleeves. Stored up. It, it comes, comes down kind of low, kind of like, you know. it's Scallopy. Like a, for the brand yeah. tab. Uh, it's fashion. And I created but, that myself. But what I noticed you, I don't know if you've been working out or mm-hmm. whatever, but like Pat's kind of yoked up. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like as a dad, like you're with your kids all the time, and like you don't realize when they're growing up, and people are like, "Man, your kids have gotten big," and you're like, "Oh really? I haven't noticed. I haven't seen Pat in a week. He comes back, he looks yoked up." Wait until you see me next week, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> I am going. So I don't know what you've been doing. But okay, keep it up. I thank you, and I'm only amping it up, by the way. I, I he did a full band workout on the plane. I did an entire band workout. Roll the footage, Foxy. Thank you, and we're back. Did a full band workout. I've been trying to work on these arms a little bit. I got a brand new sport coat for tomorrow night, too. We, I don't know if it's going to fit well, on these. Well, we took a picture. We actually took a picture of us. Where somebody took a picture of us while we were working, mm-hmm. and you cannot help but notice. And I don't know if you're flexing. You're I probably am. flexing. <laughs> the I am. horseshoe tricep of Pat McAfee. Yeah. Were you flexing? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to bring it up, and I'm like, dang, man, look at his arm. Yeah, as soon as I saw the person go back there and start taking the shots, we're like, all right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Very confident. Thank Very you. Very confident. Uh, sleeveless speaking of people that look incredible. Thank you. <laughs> 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 Zeno's been working out. I have, yeah. 
I, I saw you. Keto Zito. You saw me? Well, this is Keto Zito until he has an opportunity yeah, to eat something pool. that's delicious that I, isn't keto. I saw you in the <laughs> pool. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> the ECU games. Why did you jump in with us? Yeah. We wanted you, you to swim with us. You guys were doing, like, cannonballs. It was like, uh, Zito was not a like cannonball. A small oh, hotel. come on. <laughs> Zito could not get his legs up high enough for cannonball. <laughs> he actually just did, like, a chair. He did, like, a... That's a, why I started Keto Zito. The Because I couldn't touch my knees. <laughs> so he's on keto zero right now, which means he's going to be a little bit antsy. He's going to be a little bit more fiery, but also he's only going to be on keto for probably. He probably already broke it. Yeah, yeah. I did it. Yeah, yeah he did tonight. Yeah. It it's like not hours. a cannonball zero. It's more like an asteroid when it enters oh, the atmosphere and hits the ocean. Wow. <laughs> you go on a diet. You get on this high horse. <laughs> Z- no, Big- you're literally the only one in our entire company that I'm allowed to, or I can say that to, because I'm second. <laughs> Dick's in a big diet right now because there was a fat tone situation that happened on a photo Tony. where he got caught in a bad Tony. spot. Wow. It was just a bad angle on him. A lot of dieting going on here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm trying my best to diet. I could probably do that too. You have any secrets, Mr. Hasselback? <laughs> well, we're simulcasting every day. We're on camera. So We've had so true. many Thursday night football games in the state of North Carolina <laughs> that is just like the king of like barbecue and fried chicken and all mm-hmm. this like unhealthy food. And it's just been been a bad it's you had one situation. of the most hilarious comments i've ever heard in my life which one i think you m- you muttered that if you lived in the south you'd have diabetes in a week or something <laughs> no like that, that wasn't me <laughs> you were a part of the conversation mm, it might be true but i i didn't say that i didn't say that <laughs> somebody in your conversation that you were having though it was like somebody might have said that it, w- it wasn't me this that i don't know how people in the south aren't heavier than they are because the eating down here unbelievable is slightly so unhealthy good. Slightly. very tasty mm. You know, even like meeting with uh, NC State, meeting with NC State, we're walking down the hallway on our way to their weight room today, and uh, they've got I, like a they've got a barber shop, they've got a barber shop in their locker room, and so I actually ended up getting my head shaved by their barber ooh, how in was their it? locker room. It was amazing, and the, the a treat was my uh, old nemesis with the St. Louis Rams, Tory Holt, oh, yeah. was being honored at the game. He just like happens to be walking through the locker room. So I'm getting my head shaved by their barber, and I have this great conversation with Tori Holt. But anyway, on the way in there, they're serving fried chicken as the meal for the players. Oh. And it, it just it smelled so good. Did you go for yeah. it? I didn't. It wasn't really mine, so it was like, you know. <laughs> it's it mine now. Do you remember when we were at the Naval Academy at yes. their meetings, and you stole some of their pregame meal? Whoa. Yeah. But you were feeling bad about it. So, like, they were serving Chipotle to their players. Mm-hmm. But and, I took. And Pat was like, ah, I don't know if I should steal Chipotle. They had other options. And Pat got, I believe, a. Peanut butter sandwich. Peanut butter and jelly or just peanut just butter? Just peanut butter. I thought the jelly would be a little bit too much. <laughs> and he really did. He was like, well, I, you know, I don't want to steal from the Navy or whatever. And then we got in the car and everyone's like, you know, Pat, you pay a lot of taxes, man. Like, really, these are your tax dollars mm-hmm. at work. And then I almost stopped the car to get back out there and grab all the fucking Chipotle. I was like, you're right. You know, you're fucking right. I paid for that goddamn chicken wrap. I need to go get it. Um, uh, it was a good time. It was a good time. How do you feel about the NFL season thus far, Matt? We always talk about it. I want to hear your thoughts on it. We played Richard Sherman's conversation earlier in the show today. He apologized to Baker Mayfield. He even said in there that the video came out differently than what he recalled. Mm -hmm. And he said it was my bad to Baker. And he said he'll reach out to apologize to him. By the way, some people are coming after him for that. I think that might be one of the most mature things to handle Mm -hmm. in this type of situation. Now, granted... 
all of it's a bunch of uh, malarkey, yeah. some would say. But him apologizing, I'm very thankful he came on the show to do it, and I'm very thankful he apologized. I think it's very adult of him. But that San Francisco 49ers team, I don't think I understood how good they were at football until mm-hmm. Monday night. Yeah. I, I openly admitted, said, I do not know enough about the San Francisco 49ers before that Browns game. I thought the Browns were going to play better than they did. That 49ers team is fucking good. They are unbelievable at football. They're undefeated. Oh, they're undefeated. They, you know, they won. They won some games early that were tighter games. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to give them credit for it. I think that's a tough division. So you got Seattle, you got the Rams, you got so, San Fran. Russell Wilson's going to win it. And so sometimes what happens in a division is the division kind of eats itself. You know, and so like the SEC does a little bit. But uh, big college football, t- tough, <laughs> tougher, tougher in the NFL. So we'll we'll see how it shakes out. But they're definitely off to a great start. And uh, they're playing well, and they've got some stars. Sounds like you don't like them. Do you hate the, Russell Wilson? Yeah. Do you, do no, you, I like I, I like Russell Wilson. I figured because like, has he passed your records yet? He's passed most of them, and he'll pass all of them eventually. Not in my heart. You're a much more likable quarterback yeah. than he'll ever be. Number so. one. You're number one in our hearts. Go yeah. Hawks. Go Hawks. He um Boom. he had one of the most amazing throws that I've seen in my life. Tyler Lockett to Tyler Lockett <laughs> in that the corner. That was forty-five yard bomb. So one thing when you're throwing a deep ball, just a quick little like. QBXs and O's type thing. This Before is you get that, Tyler Lockett, a virgin. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Really? So he's saving himself from marriage. Yeah. Oh, that's Tyler, why Russ throws the ball. Tyler Luck. Tyler Lockett, also a very underrated wide receiver. But Agreed. Mike Mike McCarthy. This is a little coaching point. When he was my quarterback coach uh, under Ray Rhodes with the Green Bay Packers, the football on a deep ball. If you're throwing it as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. The football should get high enough so it leaves the screen, okay? Like, leaves the screen on, on the film that you're watching. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the ball, the nose of the ball should turn over. So be sort of like heading back down when the ball is halfway in the air. That is a very, like, um, next-level coaching point on throwing a deep throw. Some quarterbacks don't have the ability to get that ball to turn over, and so it doesn't, like, drop in over tight coverage. That ball that Russell Wilson threw to Tyler Lockett, that ball dropped in the bucket under, in, dropped in the bucket under very, very tight coverage because Russell Wilson does an amazing job of his ball turning over when it's halfway there. Is that wrist? It's a combination of things. It's really a physics thing, but it's basically – Wrist and it's pulling down on the ball. It's your release point. It's all of it. Okay, a little bec- bit of core strength. Because I'll, I'll never forget, we had a kid at West Virginia had an incredible arm. His arm talent was next level. T.J. Mitchell. He ended up playing at Hampton. I don't know what he's up to now. Honestly, I have no idea what he's up to right now. But his arm talent was next level. He was able to turn a ball over in ten yards, like ten, fifteen yards. He was able to turn over. I remember a summer. It was a summer workout. And we were just fucking around or whatever. And I was seeing him do it. And I was like, that looks very... It was just such a small little thing. I was like, I feel like that's a very difficult thing. I tried to do it. I could never do it. My ass end kept falling in when it was 10 yards. Yeah. Is that just like a special talent that some people so have? So it's seen? mechanics. It's throwing mechanics. And basically, it, it, it's, it's really effective on a lot of throws. Other throws would be when you're trying to get it up over linebackers, but down really quick before safeties. Okay, and so I guess they I would can control that you for sure. That that's a throw that you have in your repertoire. Some guys so have it, some guys don't. That's why I that is 
exhibit A on why I can't be an NFL quarterback. That's a thing probably for you. But think about it in terms of punting maybe, okay? Yep. So there's some guys that punt, and their punt just like, and if it hit the ground, it would keep rolling maybe. And then there's other guys where the punt and ball comes down, and it might just ba- bounce backwards. Yeah, that's all luck. But the turning over of a ball <laughs> is a big deal. For punting. Well, that's that a big deal. A big it's deal. a big deal for throwers also. Yeah, but in, in, you don't make it in the NFL if your ball doesn't turn over. That's, that's what I've been yeah. learning about these college football punters. And, and I would add, I would add that as a quarterback in the NFL, you don't have a consistent long career if you can't get the ball to turn over as one of your throws. That's incredible to think about because he was running across his body too, and it was a flick of the wrist. And it, that thing would have traveled if Tyler Lockett doesn't catch that. Uh, man who's saving himself from marriage, which we appreciate a lot because that amount of discipline is next level. Mm-hmm. If he does not catch that, that ball is traveling probably another 10 yards. That is 45 yards from when he flicked his wrist to where that would come down. That's amazing. What's also me. interesting about it is Russell Wilson's one of the guys that broke the height barrier. Yeah, he's undersized. As a quarterback. And so like there was a time when I was coming out in the draft, like if you weren't 6'3 and a half, 6'4", you basically were like, oh, you can't play quarterback in the NFL. Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, some of the, these other guys have kind of like Johnny Menzel. broken that barrier <laughs> in part because of mechanics <laughs> and where your ball is. Like they play, they play taller than they really are. The, um, the thought that Russell Wilson got broken off this past offseason and has performed at the level that he has performed has made me respect him a lot more. Because mm-hmm. this happens a lot where people get paid – and then their production kind of drops off because it's easy to do. I've talked about this a lot. It's easy to do for your entire life. What you're working for is this financial gain that happens. It's easy to get relaxed. Like, okay, I've, I've made it. Finally, paid. everything I've worked for in my entire life, yep. I'll be able to take care of everybody forever that I've wanted to take care of. People just relax and kind of rest on their laurels or their yawnies. In the thought <laughs> that <laughs> Russell Wilson has somehow gotten better with that, I think that's huge. I could be wrong here. But and I agree with you a lot of the time because it's, it's obvious there's facts that this happens. It seems like it happens less to quarterbacks. Yeah, I agree with that actually. Uh, maybe older quarterbacks, younger quarterbacks that get paid early, like, like who? I mean, Jamarcus Russell is like the first. No, but I think a, of. like a second, second con. You're talking about a second contract. Yeah, I th- you don't really see that much, I guess. Whenever people no. get, quarterbacks get paid, yeah, you see them get a little bit weaker and not take as many shots though. You can get a little soft, you know. Like, what's the what's the quote from Rocky Four? Like, the worst thing that can ever hop, happen to a boxer is they c- they can become CT. civilized. By the way, that's <laughs> CT. <laughs> that too. CTZ. He does get CT in it. CTZ. But um, <laughs> that's why I think Anthony Joshua wins uh, in Saudi Arabia on zone By the way, because Andy Ruiz had his first win of all time, and he got paid for the first time ever, and. Now he's going back. There's no chance that guy has. Not just as hungry, like, right? Yeah, exactly. Conor McGregor, same thing happened. Yeah. Well, I think, I think you could argue he's hungrier. Oh, come on. He just body shamed me. Come he, on. He's a little bit bigger. He ties a bad guy. He ties a bad guy. <sighs> that's um, funny. Yeah. funny, actually. <laughs> I mean, clever, yeah. It was but, clever. Yeah. Very clever. Well, Russell that's Wilson was at the Yankees game sitting in the suites. We had better seats. Yeah, him. I almost got up and I walked out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he does play for the – isn't he a member of the Yeah, Yankees? he'll get a ring if they win. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, no. I think so. No, for him. Absolutely oh. not. That would, that, would, uh, that would be the last draw for Ty. <laughs> yeah, for I'm him. done. I'm, I'll never watch a Yankees game again if they give Russell Wilson a ring. <laughs> hey, for I the, hope for the record, ring. Russell Wilson and his wife, very, very nice. Very I nice. love hanging out with them. Uh, incredibly nice to my kids. Super I've said great. this as well, by the way. I've said that just like Tim Tebow, 
everything I thought Tim Tebow was, I, I thought there was no way that he could be like this. He has mm -hmm. to be a fugazi. Then we met him, and he literally is like that. Yep. And I'm thinking the same thing with Russell Wilson. He seems to be this perfect individual, and you're like, come on, it's bullshit. Then you meet him. I think yeah, no, I, I mean, he's not perfect, but like he's a, he's a good guy. Like I think you'd like to be teammates with him. I think so, too. Yeah. I honestly believe it. I'm at that point now. And at the, at, honestly, at the end of the day, like <laughs> another piece of the puzzle being a great teammate <laughs> is just being a great player. I agree. Right? And that so, helps. like, you, you know it is. Like, you don't care. Like, I don't care how you vote. I don't care what you music you listen to. I don't care what you do with your girlfriend. Like, like I don't care. Do your job. But, like, if you are amazing at your job, like, you're the kind of guy that I want to, like, strap it up with and be teammates with. Let's go. Because yeah. usually inconsistency is on the field kind of reflect a way somebody lives their life, I think. And that is something that you don't always love in a teammate. I, I think like there's a lot of similarities. Like this game tonight is military appreciation night, right? And like a lot of times we've had the opportunity in the NFL to have people from the military come and speak to us. And what is the common thread that they say is important to them that we believe is important to us? You need to be able to count on the person next, next to you. you. Yeah. And that is an important piece of the puzzle. And so like I believe whether it's your left tackle or it's your fullback, or it's your quarterback, holder. or whoever it is, your holder, your snapper, whatever. Yeah, yeah. We got to be able to count on you, you know. And like that—that's an important piece of the puzzle. And so I would just say for all the people that have been teammates with Russell Wilson, they know that he is prepared. They know that he has worked worked his tail off, and they know that he's a gamer and he's somebody you want on your side. See, and I don't dispute any of that stuff because he is incredible. He is amazing at football. I just hate all his disingenuous bullshit off the field. You don't, you, you don't, you don't <laughs> like the corporate talk? No, you I don't. don't. Like the, the Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think he's just kind of a stooge and a sellout. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that, but Ty he's, does. He's got, a pretty, he's got a pretty good, like a pretty awesome life story too, though. Oh, yeah. You know, which I, I think is... Um, what do you mean? Taking reps away. You know, like, um, I mean, he could tell it better than me but his father passed away oh. and i think like for me when i've had conversations with him about tough times or big moments or like how do you can handle this pressure how you can handle this situation it's like one of the things i have heard one of the themes is like hey man like i lost my dad you know you, th you think i'm stressing out about playing the 49ers like really you think that's like the biggest stress that i've faced you know, and it's. I think it's like a. That's a real perspective putter. It's there. a. It is. It really is. So I think that there are people that have uh, maturity beyond their years, and I, I would put him in that category. And I think he's a great stepdad too, from what it appears on the <laughs> video. Honestly, I'm being yeah. serious when I say that. Yeah. I like him. I like. I've come around on him. I want to let you know. Ty and, and, and in all seriousness, on that, like being a step parent, like, not easy. That's the thing. Like, that's a thing that you earn respect for people. A guy I work with, um, Adam Schefter. Adam Schefter uh, married a woman who was um, previously married to someone who was killed in 9-11. And he ended up writing a book to honor that man's legacy. I didn't know and that. And it was called, the mm -hmm. book is called The Man I Never Met. And it's an incredible story. And he wrote it to honor his wife and to honor um, that man that passed away in 9-11, his son, to like document, because Adam Schefter is a great writer. He was a writer before he was an insider. Uh, he wrote this book to honor uh, that guy's legacy. And, you know, I just have a, tr I had a tremendous amount of respect for Adam Schefter before that. But to do something like that, take on that kind of an, an endeavor uh, to honor, you know, and to be a great stepfather, 
it's um it's special and and he's a special guy and i i just have a lot of respect for people that have done that i agree it's not easy and it's something that's happening at a more rapid rate by the way in our society with uh divorce rates and things like that it's not easy and i that's i honestly do with russell wilson because mm-hmm. it's in the public eye as well so that's not an easy thing to do mm-hmm. i mean when sam brought val into my life <laughs> yeah i mean i was stepped out of that dog who's val a dog what kind of dog Half pit bull, half sharp pay, 100% greatest dog of all time. <laughs> <laughs> greatest dog of all time. Got it. She, she was in the... Uh, I know about this. I, I, But I, it's hard to keep track with the dogs, the cats, the you know all the, oh, all the different things. Those are my sons and daughters. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying it's hard to keep track. Speaking of, uh, Matt was teaching me about the languages of love tonight at dinner. Oh, Spanish. Mm. <laughs> the, it, it, there's a book called the five. <laughs> it's called the five love languages. Yep. So, like, if you're having any kind of relationship trouble, I would highly recommend if you if you have a partner, spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever that you can't understand, and you're like, "What is wrong with this person?" I highly recommend reading this book called The Five Love. Just for future reference, Sam and I are not having any problems, but when this got brought up, I felt like this was something I should have known about. (laughs) What's your love language, Matt? Basically, the the moral of the story here is uh, opposites attract. Opposites attract. And then retract, correct? <laughs> no, so like you know, for example, tie for child divorce. I know it was one of them. Uh, yeah, it looks like for example, like um, and I might be wrong about this, but like my wife, hypothetically, maybe doesn't like gifts aren't her thing. Like she would rather an act of service. Like she would, it would be more of a turn on to her if I was folding laundry than if I came home with flowers, a box of chocolates, and a bracelet. You know what I mean? If I was taking out the trash, emptying the dishwasher, huh. changing a diaper, and, and folding laundry, that's like instant, like, oh, you're the man. You know? Oh, yeah. And so it's so interesting. It's an interesting thing because you, like, you don't learn, you don't hear about that in like movies and stuff. Like, oh. you're like, wait, what? No. We I'm- were sitting at dinner tonight, and everybody at the table had heard about this except for me. <laughs> So this was like a situation <laughs> where I was like, what? And you were talking about Sam, and they were like, what What do you think Sam's lovely? Molly McGrath, our silent reporter, who's like super great, super smart, she was like, well, Pat, what would you say her love language is? And Pat's like, quality time. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, well, Pat, you're the busiest guy in sports, so like, what do you have the least to give up? And he's like, well. Well, I got not, you know, I quality time. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to read this book. It sounds like I know it all of them are. I had an ex girlfriend bring it up one time, and that was the last time we oh, were really? ever so dated. You, you, <laughs> I feel like you're well versed in this. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know them all. Yeah. <laughs> and what are you? What I'm are you? the gift one. Give me gifts. Give you gifts. <laughs> so, so, so sometimes, like what you want to, how you want to experience love and affection is like also what you would do. So you would Correct. be a gi- good gift giver, mm-hmm. and you would like to get gifts. But what was this girl? Not she was not a gift receiver. It was more of the affection thing. Like, tell them you love them. Like, words of affirmation. <laughs> like, tell me you love me. Like, well, you know I love you. Yeah, but say it a hundred times. Yes. She brought that love language. This is the last time I talked to her. Oh, my God, Diggs, you're the best. Tony, Tony. But it, but it was, a, oh, no, yeah, but it was right on, though. I like yeah. the gifts. Give me the gifts. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of times, like, stereotypically, but a lot of times guys can be gifts or... Uh, what is it? Oh, physical touch. Mm-hmm. They oh, just yeah. want physical touch. Yeah, you know, they just want to put their hands, you know, on you and like foot T- massage and like whatever. I don't. I don't know. By the way, you don't know what you would be. I don't know. We well, haven't read the book. 
but it's it's, a, it's actually like a like a wicked short book. Like it's like a wicked short book. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks, short. It was it was more like five paragraphs that I read that it just explained each one. Yeah, it's like a you can you can get the Cliff Notes version of that. Yeah, I mean I scroll through Twitter, I get five <laughs> paragraphs. I get knocked. In, in fact, the amount of Twitter that you've read, you've probably read like a. A collection of an encyclopedia. I agree. Probably got all the Harry Potter books down, but <laughs> <laughs> the fact of opening the book and then closing the book is just not something I've ever done. And at this point, I mean, why stop now? I, I think I, I heard your podcast with uh, Marty Smith, and I was oh. convinced, like Marty Smith, this is one because you read a chapter and you were like, "This is the greatest chapter <laughs> I've nah, ever read." That was me. <laughs> I, re- <laughs> I read the chapter. Him, yeah. All right. Well, I heard it in your voice. Well, I was so inspired that I read the book. It was a great book. Good oh, book. Yeah. I thought so. And Eric, Eric Church. I love Eric Church. So that was kind of cool. Talladega. Are you going to sing? Are you going to sing any songs in the broadcast tonight? What do you want me to sing? I'm just Spur asking if you're going to sing. Yeah, man. What do you want from me? Oh, we had a feedback session today. Oh, you're talking about on Thursday Night Football? So I thought you were talking about right now. Our, <laughs> our bosses, for our, pro- our producer and our director for Thursday Night Football flew down from Bristol, Connecticut mm. to meet with us and to meet with the teams, obviously, but really to have like a, an extra special session of like, here's what you guys do well. Here's what you guys do poorly. Like a first quarter review? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And a little bit of like a... We've never seen anyone ever do this on television <laughs> before, <laughs> but we're okay with it. So that was, I thought that was pretty fascinating. I enjoyed that meeting. It was yeah. very insightful. Now, normally those types of things I hate because it's normally it's a bunch of bullshit. But in this particular case, it was very nice to learn what these humans think we're doing well mm-hmm. and what these humans think we're not doing well. Like we were told straight to our face that this is a potentially Emmy winning Two minutes. Yes. <laughs> That's what we were told. Like, wow. hey, this two minutes here would be on an Emmy, like, nominated. This would, this would win an Emmy. If it was a meritocracy, this would win an Emmy based on everything. Just like the way it was called. Sideline, play-by-play, analyst, game moment, you know, college football, record-breaking situation, Emmy, Emmy real, Emmy win. And we were like... Uh, so we're getting a fucking Emmy? <laughs> and you're like, well, that's not how it works. They started breaking it down for us about how we're not going to win an Emmy. I don't it, but it felt good. But basically, if you're listening and you'd like to send us an Emmy, yeah. uh, we'll take an Emmy. Definitely hey. to the office. Okay, I have a question. Words of affirmation, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can yeah. just feel it. <laughs> if, if they're the teacher and you guys are the student, what, what grade are you guys getting? Through your first good couple question. weeks. Ooh. Oh, it's a good question. I, we won a fucking Emmy. What are you? <laughs> 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 I, were you not listening? <laughs> that was only two minutes of the you know. I, mean, I, I kind of hours. I kind of feel like we're that was Le- the final. We're a little bit like <laughs> Lamar Jackson right now. Like there's some like top ten plays. Like wow, that was a top ten plays play. And then there's like some not top ten plays. We have not know? thrown three picks yet. <laughs> but but they, well, like I'll give you an example of a critique that we got. Okay. okay? So. Before we, when we come back from a, a commercial, <laughs> we get like a countdown. <laughs> we get like a countdown. He counts us down, and it'll be like, "All I right." I did not know this happened. By <laughs> the way, it'll be like, I forget how he says it, but it's something like, like, "All right, we're back in six. We're back <laughs> five, four, and I think he gets quiet for the three, the two. And Matt must have said something because right <laughs> as we come back, I go, "Are you serious?" <laughs> so you're supposed to shut up. This is when the play-by-play guy is going to be like, "Hello and welcome. We're back here at you know." Whatever. I've done that a few times with Pat. <laughs> and Pat and I are over here having a conversation that we don't realize America can hear. Oh, I know. Did you see that? Oh, it's great.
crazy. Uh, you literally hear me go, are you serious? <laughs> and then it comes right back in with the music and everything. Yes. yes. I didn't know that. So he's like, there. yeah, so like those countdowns are real. Like we're on air <laughs> and you can't have side conversations. Now we do have a button. We've got two buttons in the booth. One is called a cough button. Mm -hmm. If you have to... <laughs> cough mm -hmm. okay or if you just have to talk you can hit the cough button and you can say something to somebody or there's what's called talk back where you could talk to the truck talk to the producer talk to the director who are in bristol connecticut by the way yeah and we uh don't use the cough button apparently and we don't use the talk back button either <laughs> to the truck because, because matt tried to use it one time and it wasn't on the the button didn't work so matt's like can i get that replay of and it's on the air <laughs> so i saw that happen one time with matt and i'm like well i ain't never fucking doing that yeah apparently the talk back technology is very hard to pin down because we still can't fucking use it in here and uh it's probably gonna make this podcast sound like shit too Push, so i pushed a button for ty right there but pat basically was like like, listen, I'll be honest. I, I saw it not work one time, and I have been too gun shy to even try that. <laughs> even thing. think about Makes it, because because yeah. the only thing I want to say is like, hey, can we get that fucking? Uh, and that's literally <laughs> that <laughs> just goes <laughs> on the uh, that feedback meeting next week. You can't say the f word. All right, we got some critiques here. Good stuff here. Good stuff here. Uh, let's talk about the fucking. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a good time though. Overall, Great. good though. I think so. Yeah, I mean, really fun. I mean, I mean. Whether whether it's good TV or not, we are having a blast. And like I said to people that were so excited to hear that Pat McAfee was going to be in the booth with us, uh, I was like, "Listen, I can't tell why you're excited because some people love NASCAR races; they love them, and they mm -hmm. can tell you all about it. And other people just love to see a crash. Mm -hmm. And so." I feel like you're in that crash category. Yeah, like you're just career. waiting to hear <laughs> us do something stupid, which you will probably not be disappointed. But yep. um, I don't feel like you're really rooting for us as much as you're like going to a hockey game, hoping to see a fight. Yeah. Mm, well said. Right. And by the way, completely okay with me. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely okay with me. We interrupt this show to let you know that Today's show is brought to you by the good people at Thursday Boot Company, a bootstrap startup that makes the best handcrafted boots and sells them direct to consumer at some of the lowest markups in footwear history. Truth. Thursday Boots' tagline is highest quality, honest prices because they use some of the best materials like full grain leather, oh. supple glove leather. <laughs> Supple glove leather lining oh, yeah. and gold standard Goodyear welt construction, just like the legacy brands that charge four hundred bucks plus. Eesh. That kind of caught me for a loop there. Four hundred bucks plus for similar styles, but Thursday Boot Company sells their boots at prices starting at just one hundred and forty nine dollars with free shipping and returns. Steal. Quick math: two hundred and fifty one bucks cheaper. Because of the great designs, quality, and great value, Thursday Boot Company has been featured in all of the best fashion press. From Esquire and GQ to Cosmopolitan and Vogue. Ever heard of it? Yep. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. More importantly, they've gotten over 20,000 five-star reviews from real customers. Holy shit. Speaking of, if you like this podcast, go ahead and give us a uh, five-star <laughs> and review. <laughs> We'd appreciate it. Handcrafted with the highest quality materials to be comfortable, versatile, and durable, Thursday boots are perfect for people who understand quality and don't want to pay a high retail markup for a great-looking pair of boots that are built to last. With prices starting at $149 in free shipping and returns, Thursday boots are the best buy this winter. And with their clean, timeless design and durability, Thursday boots will keep you standing confident for years to come. 
Well, they don't do sales or discounts because they're already incredibly priced, head on over to thursdayboots.com and get free shipping and returns. Give them a try and you'll have a pair on your doorstep before next Thursday. That's T-H-U-R-S-D-A-Y-B-O-O-T-S dot com to get your pair today. Back to the show. Hey, I don't know if Pat relayed this message to you, but uh, last week, um, every morning I listened to this gambling network. And they couldn't have been more complimentative of you guys for knowing this. Complimentative? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just that's a language of love. That's a language (laughs) of love. Complimentary. There you go. Oh, yeah. You put the emphasis on the wrong syllable, but it's still good. (laughs) Of you guys knowing the situation at the end of the game when it was, that was the only thing that was. I will say this about our broadcast booth between Adam Amin and Pat McAfee. They are all in on over unders, <laughs> point spreads. I'm over here like, well, we should punt. And they're like, no, 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 punt right now. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> when that ball came out oh. on the last play, oh, and yeah. we could not hear the whistle. By the way, we couldn't hear any crowd noise last week. We couldn't hear anything. Oh yeah, because that was we different. were we were in a booth that was like this truck, basically just looking. We at were the in stadium. a luxury box with yeah. glass, so we couldn't hear the we couldn't hear the ref. We couldn't hear the crowd. We we were basically just talking to each other as if we were a remote operation. So we that the whistle that blew definitely blew, by the way, whenever we heard yep, it back. Yep. But we could not hear it live. So whenever they continued to run there, we were jumping <laughs> up and down. Oh, my God! Because I could just sense the degenerates at their houses just being like, Are you fucking kidding me? Just losing a mortgage on it real quick. And even on the, on the no, scoreboard. No offense to the degenerates. No, no, None taken. no. The generous didn't take any offense. <laughs> no. They, they put it up on the scoreboard even, so they even like changed the score. And I'm like, oh my god, that's the most insane shit I've ever seen in my life. Especially because both changed the under one to the over, and then it flipped back to Temple if that thing goes in. And they changed it on television. I just thought like Todd was on the wrong side of it. Todd was pacing around his house like a guy that uh, works for us. Diggs was on the other side of it, mm-hmm. so Diggs is having a hard. I just in my own group text, there was two people that were <laughs> already having. So I couldn't even fathom it, all the people were across the country. And then it's all of a sudden, it's like, uh, for progress, Mark stop. Don't even fucking think about it. it's over, and the rest <laughs> just get off yeah. the field. It yeah. was awesome. But what's funny about that is, as a player and as a coach, like I don't, you've never in your life once playing a game been aware of a point spread or even know if you're the underdog or if you're the favorite like you have no idea like even if someone brings it up to you you're just like i don't care i I don't know and that's stupid anyway like there's no chance that's right but somehow they're they're always like right on it it's mesmerizing unbelievable it is mesmerizing because unbelievable i've said this plenty of times whenever you're playing in the games you're literally like I don't want to say brainwash, but it is the right thing. Don't be Pete Rose. That's all everybody said. Don't be Pete Rose. Don't even worry about it. It's nothing that you can. And then even when I was in college, they had a mob boss come talk to us. So yeah. it's basically like, yeah, you get involved in this. Yeah, basically yeah. in the fucking dead. <laughs> so it's just like literally everybody's like, ah. when you're playing in it, you have no idea about it. I had friends that gambled, so I knew that it existed, obviously, but I did not know the intricacies of it. Now that I've retired and I've got into it. I am so impressed with these people in Las Vegas. I, I don't know how they do it. I didn't even know if I was going to have a good game whenever I was playing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how they know I was going to have a good game. <laughs> listen, listen. So the, the only thing I can equate this to is fantasy football, okay? Because when I was playing at one point, the equipment guys, the athletic trainers, uh, some of the backup players, they were playing in a fantasy football league together, and I felt left out. So I was like, let me get in on this fantasy football team. So I was in this league with them, okay? 
auto draft. It wasn't that serious. I had Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, and myself for the quarterbacks. Obviously, I <laughs> auto was auto drafted yourself. <laughs> it was an auto draft thing. Okay, <laughs> legit. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I might have traded for my. Either way, I was on the <laughs> roster. <laughs> but I had, and so I played myself on my team just out of like you know pr- pride, right? Um, I broke ribs in a game. The next game, we're playing a very good Jacksonville team, like good Jacksonville defense. I know that I'm playing in the game, but I know that I get got to get like <laughs> Novocaine put in my ribs just so I can breathe, so I can maybe play. I'm going to start the game, but I'm definitely not going to be able to finish the game. I put myself on the bench, Seattle versus Jacksonville, okay? <laughs> we win the game 41 to nothing. I have a statistically great game, and I am the leading fantasy point getter in the entire NFL that week. And I am literally sitting on my own bench of my fantasy team. You don't know. Like, I didn't even know. How on earth do these degenerates who are setting this thing, how do they know? I have no idea. It makes no sense. Oh, my God. That is no sense. That's a great way to wrap this up. With that being said, gamble at FanDuel on tonight's game. I will not be doing it because I'm calling it this weekend. We got some great matchups in the NFL. Shout out to Richard Sherman for stopping by. Guest host Matt Hasselbeck. Every time you talk in here, we learn something. What did you want to tell him about, by the way? You said you couldn't wait to get into him in debate. Oh, yeah. No, I just wanted to ask him if Dak stinks or not. After this wow. last week. You're off on Cousins? I thought Cousins had a good game. No, by the Cousins way. stinks. Cousins, Thielen, Diggs, good game. Good They're game. Well. Good game. Dog They're shit playing defense. Well. They need to call more passes. Minnesota's going to be fine if they... Just admit that they're going to be a balanced team, not just a. And admit that the two hundred thousand dollars they took from Stefan Diggs is actually going to be the turning point in the thing. They should give him the money back. Yeah, they should give him the money back. Uh, I'm breaking down. Who am I breaking down? Deshaun Watson this week. Okay. On Sunday, you should break down Dak Prescott. I'll see if I can find a spot to break break down uh, Dak because. By the way, I heard I heard you did Kirk Cousins on Sunday. How'd it go? Yeah, it was great. He is not the problem. The Thielen's not the problem. Diggs is not the problem. That pass blocking is a problem. Mm. Their defense needs to get off the field is a problem. And Dalvin Cook, great runner, but his pass protection has to improve. Okay, so NFL Sunday countdown on ESPN. How about you answer, answer this question for us? Is it Kellen Moore, is it Dak Prescott, or is it a combination of both? Ooh, find out. I'll That's a good. By you. the way, the world would like to hear that. What I, we've been I, told. I would say this too, though. Just talking about the Green Bay Packers, who they lost to, the Green Bay Packers hired Matt Lafleur because they wanted an offense where you can just spread it around, let the offense do its thing, and Aaron Rodgers will be better that way. And so he lost Devontae Adams, his by far his best receiver, and he looked outstanding. So with Devontae Adams the week before, they lost to the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. He threw for 422 yards and two touchdowns. They lose the game. Having your running back run for four touchdowns doesn't hurt either. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's a great point by you. Letting Matt LaFleur's offense do its thing. So when you have a check with me, run or pass, just hand the ball off. You would have scored inside the five in one of those six tries against the Eagles. Let the offense work. So I think the Packers really kind of flex their muscles against the Cowboys. The Cowboys weren't ready for it. I think those two teams will probably meet again in the playoffs. Mm. Oh, so you think that Dak and Kellen are going to figure each other out as well? They got a little learning curve to happen. The, the, that's a work in progress. The Packers were a work in progress. They looked awful week one, I think, against the Bears. Yeah, but the Bears, uh, aside from the Raiders, have made Bear everybody Dak. look awful. Yeah, but but I'm just saying. Are the Raiders the, the best the, team, the, pl- this, team in the league? No, definitely <laughs> what not. If they, what if they trade for A.J. Green? Listen, weird things hand in, ha- happen in London. Yeah. Okay? We're just going to skip by that. that. 
So jet lagged. Anyway, yeah. I, I, I you I, should do the Dak Prescott thing, by the way, because Dallas Cowboy moves the needle. That's what we've been Big told. Time. We we do a live that show. Is true. I get a text message telling me. Talk Cowboys in the next we 15 talk minutes Cowboys. get dropped off the fucking air. Our, our, so our ratings are up like almost 30% on Sunday NFL. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. But, but, but part of the reason is when we talk Cowboys and the Cowboys are good, we talk Packers and the Packers are good, ratings skyrocket. Those are teams with great fan bases that um, we've know, been doing move, a lot of Packers talk. Aaron Jones, by the way, yeah. Showtime. Yep. He was on the show yesterday, on the live show yesterday. You'll hear him on tomorrow's podcast, I believe. Yep. <clears throat> He's a good player. He was fucking awesome in yeah. the mm-hmm. interview, too. He mm-hmm. was told that they told him not to wave at anybody ever again. Haha. <laughs> yeah. Well, that can be a penalty, and they can call the touchdown back. That's, that's exactly, exactly what, what he, he was said. told. <laughs> <laughs> and if they had called it, they would have been like, yep, that's the right call. In fact, I would. No, it's not the right call. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it is the right call because the, rule. the rules. Alberto Riveron refuses to go by the rules. Ooh. I hate him. I think he's going to get fired. I think he's going to be the first guy impeached that gets <gasps> impeached. Yes, I Let, think he's going to get impeached this on our next uh, next time I'm with you guys because I've got a, I've got an opinion on like on what that situation oh. is. Also, we'll are talk you on my about, side or against me? Um, I've got a really good take on this. Well, then well, let's hear it. So basically, they don't pay <laughs> those guys enough. <laughs> they just agreed to a new CBA. But listen, so the top dogs. Had all been hired by networks. Mike Pereira, Dean Blandino, Gene Steratore, John, John Gene Steratore, John Perry. So like you take all the guys, the top guys, they're now working for ESPN, for Fox, for CBS. They're all working for other people. So like that John like, Perry guy is really good on a microphone. So so like the <laughs> talent pool just shrunk. You just took your best people and now they're working for networks. So we're just kind of left with you know, a smaller pool Trash. of applicants. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with Alberto Riveron no, refusing does. to no, overturn. It, no, calls. it does because like he was maybe like fifth or sixth in command. <laughs> now he's like oh, he's like the judge, oh, jury, executioner. He's in way over his head. No, I'm not saying that, but yeah, he is like the, he is. He's pretty. He kitchens. is now the top dog. <laughs> he is now the top dog. When once upon a time there were like maybe four or five people maybe thought of as ahead of him, judgment wise. And I, I actually think he's good in a lot of ways, but I, I think... What? Are you, wa- are you even listen, watching games? You're going to lose your credibility. I'm saying he's good in a lot of ways, but in terms of his judgment, like what I view to be pass interference and what he views to be pass interference, we do not see eye to eye. Nobody does. And that is a thing, okay? And that is a thing. And I believe that, again, the talent pool that is now working for networks to describe and explain mm-hmm. to the viewers, hey, here is what the rule is, because the rules have gotten so confusing. Like Gene Serator, I think, is a very good ref. Incredible. He's very, very good. I love Gene Serator. The game lost a good one whenever Gene decided I think good. John Perry's very, very good. There, there's guys that I think are very, very good. Absolutely. Cleet Bleakman, very good. Kind of yoked up. He doesn't get credit for being yoked up. I agree, because Hockey League got all the credit, and I think he decided he was going to be the next guy. Cleet's got a good personality, too, by the way. But listen, those guys didn't necessarily need to leave and go to TV. Oh they would have stayed if the if the, if the the NFL would have paid enough. just paid up. Yeah, It's a big, big business, and if you could have just matched salary for Dean Blandino or for one of these other guys, hey, listen, well, what are they offering you? Okay, we'll match that. Then, then they would have stayed. I have a great John Perry story I just remembered. He was a great ref. He was very good ref. I think 
my judgment of him is just strictly off of Monday Night Football, mm-hmm. that first week where he shouldn't have been on a microphone. Where I think he's getting better, by the way. It's not easy to just transition Listen, into a TV. You and I both know that, like, they just throw you in there. They don't give you any pointers. They're just like you're on the air. Yeah, and some people are electric all the time, and some people aren't. John Perry. Some people are lightning. Mm-hmm. Some people are nuclear. Some people are electric. Some people are magnetic. John Perry started out a little rough. I think he is getting better. I he, think he's pretty good. He, yeah, I think he's getting better. I think he was a good ref, though, and I'm just remembering. I know the story. he was a good ref. He I, was definitely. A good I ref. think so too. I punted the ball out of bounds like perfectly, and I I think he fucked me out of five yards because the way that works whenever you punt it is the ref. Stands I'm glad you don't hold a grudge. <laughs> well, I, ju- I just remembered the okay. story of John Perry because you said he was a good ref, and I was like, oh my god, I think he is. Okay, so when the ball goes out of bounds, how do they do it? The ref points like this, or he saw it go out of bounds, where he's standing on the other side, by the way. So his angle of it is, the way they judge a punt going out of bounds is nowhere near accurate, but it's the best way for them to do yep. it, I assume. So he has to like run behind you and kind of catch the angle of it, and then he points, and then the person that's on the, the side, side judge. The side judge runs until they meet up, and, they, and then he stops, and then they stop. That's yeah. why sometimes you'll see him back up, because yep. the ref will be like, oh, go back this way, or go back this way. So that's how they do it. I hit a, a bomb, toot, and I thought he toot. fucked me out of five yards, right? So I look at him, I'm like, you're going to watch film, okay? And you're going to say, I fucked Pat McAfee out of five yards. And he goes, what are you talking about? I'm like, you're just obviously off right there. I mean, that, that isn't even close. He goes, come on, take her, take it. I'm like, you, you obviously did. And it took a, um, inside the 20 off, right, of my oh, stat. Okay. So now we're not only losing five yards off gross, five yards off net, and an inside 20. That is a triple stat fucker right <laughs> there, right? So he, he literally got me. So I go off on the sideline. And then I come back out like 10 minutes later for a field goal to hold it. And he goes, uh, Pat, I, I, I thought about that punt. I still think I was right. And then he backs off, and I just started <laughs> laughing. Wow. Right? I like started laughing. I was like, this fucking guy. <laughs> and Vinny Terry's like, what is that about? I'm like, hey, fuck me last time, Vinny. And Vinny kicks it through or whatever. And I look over at him, and he's like, I don't know what to tell you, man. And I just started laughing. And I remember thinking, like, oh, I like this guy. Like, I think that's what makes a good ref, by the way. The ability to be a human. That's There's what Gene Steratore. There's definitely an art to referee. NHL refs do that's that. what Gene Steratore did. That's what Wes McCauley does. NHL, with the NHL refs are great at this. Incredible. Because you're a human. And hockey league was great. Yes. You're an artist, not a blacksmith. Exactly. And I completely forgot about that about John Perry until this moment right now. So I'm going to completely flip my thing on John Perry strictly <laughs> because of that moment where he remembered 10 minutes later when I jogged on the field and goes, hey, you know what? I think I was 100% right, by the way. And then just backs <laughs> off. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's awesome. This guy, Because I, I think I was motherfucking pretty hard. You know, mm. I was letting him have it. This is some progress. Usually you don't uh, change your first impression on somebody. He's growing. Yeah. I'm growing. You're growing. You're maturing. I think Mike Carey should replace Riveron. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mike Carey, really nice guy. Yeah, is he? He's terrible at He reffing. was the first ref analyst, and he got every single one wrong, and it was the he best set thing the tone, on the internet. He set the tone for everybody else. Gene Steratore, by the way. He's good. He the does best. college basketball. Also. Oh, yeah. Big He's 10. super ref, that guy. From Pittsburgh, by the way. Paisan. I feel like a lot of refs are from Pittsburgh. Which yeah, it's the ironic. easiest way to get in and affect the game for the mob. <laughs> Jesus. With that being said, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have an incredible Thursday from myself, Richard Sherman, uh, at Tone Diggs. You don't know it. At Hasselbeck, <laughs> at Viva Lazito, at Evan Foxy, and at Ty Schmidt. You all have an incredible Thursday. We'll be back in Indianapolis, Indiana tomorrow. Another podcast coming to you at 4 a.m. on Friday uh, from our boy Ty. You're the absolute best. If you want to tell some people to listen to our show, that'd be very nice to you. And if you didn't like the show, just 
just don't talk about it. Just don't say anything about it. Just act like it didn't exist. We're very thankful for you. Have a great day. Ty Schmidt, hit the music. This is David Nevermind. And today's controversy is coming from yet another member hey, yo, of, of the hip-hop community. Oh, Pablo, a new artist signed of his jive. Hey, and it's just with Timberland out of PA in a quest oh, for the title. Song. And bring North Carolina and Virginia to the front of the line. Yo, we gonna do it. We're gonna stand by.